you know, I sit here like every single time and I make these uh, intro videos after the fact, uh, you know, of the podcast. So I, I it literally takes me like three or four tries because I'm sitting here like, hey, everybody, it's a uh, no, no, that's not it. Uh, good morning. It's a uh, nope, not it. So this is literally like take seven on this one. Um, so I, I'm just going to this is it. This is the last one. I'm not going to do any more. I need to stop stressing about this. Uh, today's guest is Danny. Danny and I, uh, another high school friend of mine, Danny was a Marine. He was in the Marines for four years, I believe. We get into a lot of his crazy stories about being in the Marines. Really interesting guy, has a lot of experiences. Um, Danny is not the type of person today that I thought he would be, in high school at least. Uh, if you told me that Danny was going to end up being this macho man, super muscular Marine, I've been like, what really uh yeah so danny and i get into some interesting topics about his life in the marines we reminisce about high school and some you know things that happened in regards to latin class uh great times oh and uh, another special new thing that's coming to the podcast it's gonna happen right here in a couple seconds is uh i got this sick ass beat from my boy ryan uh check out ryan being buying reen on instagram and other social media handles, I believe. Uh, super talented dude. Met him in music school. He went to Berkeley School of Music. Studied trombone. Uh, he made this fat-ass beat. And we used it on an old podcast way, way long ago that we tried to do with our friends. Um, anyways, that podcast didn't work out so well. But uh, he has so graciously let me use this beat for this podcast. So, uh, yeah, enjoy this fat-ass beat real quick. forgetting to turn this metronome off every time i start <laughs> it's like it's like counting me off like i'm back in band or something god dude <laughs> about band in so many years dude uh, i think about band way uh, too often for sure i fucking i quit doing that shit in high school i, I did it all three years uh in eighth grade i got kmea and all district for bass clarinet i was yeah chair and everything and uh they were like you should go ahead and you should march and i was like mm. here Come just a little close. Yep. You can adjust, probably adjust that to fit you. There we go. Is that? Can you hear me better? Yeah. There we okay. go. Yeah, and I was like, uh, you know, honestly, this is this has been a huge like use of my time, and I don't really see myself going. <laughs> and this I is always, for nerds. Yeah, well, I was like, I always wanted to do the cool shit, and I was playing bass clarinet. So yeah, I was like, yeah. I would always be the background. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> like, I'm, Bass clarinet's dope, though. It's it's sick as fuck. It's a cool instrument, but it's they would way never, better than they would regular never clarinet. Cheers. Cheers. Any parts for it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I don't need this. My my baby mama got two jobs. So. There we go. <laughs> I'm going to be in Latin club instead. <laughs> Dude, um, Jared was here yesterday. Really? And, and, I saw uh, he he works at uh, one of the other Malones. I saw him. Yeah. I was teaching a class. I teach a bartending class. We were talking about how you two did like your bartending class together, like your initial one. Mm-hmm. 
And he told me that you all just got fucking plastered that day, just like yeah. splitting just giant drinks of bourbon and wine and shit. Just like, all right, try this now. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I do because um, it's no fun if you don't get to drink. And yeah, like, people show up and they're like only twenty because you can serve when you're twenty in a day. Yeah, and they can't drink, and I'm like, wow, it sucks. It yeah, sucks to be you. like I don't know why you try to do this job. <laughs> I'm like, you don't even want this. It sucks. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll finish it off. That's what's up. What? You you were going to school, right? For a while. Are you still in school? I'm still in school. I took a semester off last semester to save money, and then COVID happened, and I yeah. was out of a job, and I was like, well. Damn. Did you um, ever go on unemployment? Yeah, I did for a little bit, um, and then Kentucky was like, nah, actually, we don't want to give you any more money. So yeah. I still kept claiming, but they wouldn't give me shit. So. Why not? Um... Well, they, they let us back to work, but we would only get, like, 10 hours a week. Oh, so I see. so I tried to claim So you weren't, like, like, fully unemployed? Yeah. I was like, yeah. I am on missed wages kind of thing. And they're like, eh. Dude, that sucks. Yeah. That's fucked up. So, I mean, it is what it is. The fucking... The government's so stingy with their fucking money. Yeah. Uh, I got a speeding ticket today, actually. <laughs> or not, a, not even a speeding ticket. I rolled past a stop sign. I was visiting one of my buddies up in Simpsonville. Yeah. Rolled rolled past a stop sign, and I got a ticket. The, the charge is $20, uh-huh. but the court fee is $143. What the fuck? Even if I pay it online, I still have to pay all $163 if I never even show up to court, if I pay it all off. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yikes, dude. And the guy was like, you know, I'm sorry about this. It's just, we got, like, normally I just let you off with a warning, but we got to fill a quota. And I was like, why would you fucking say that shit to me? Yeah. Don't tell me that I could have gotten away with it if it was a different day of the week. Oh my God. I can't, yeah, why? I can't believe he said that to you too. Like, what in the world? You gotta fill a quota. Come on, dude. That's like that's like what everyone thinks, but like is never confirmed. Yeah. I guess. But yeah, like you was, just confirmed it. He was like, it's all it's all a part of a campaign. You know, in the in the spring we do uh, click it or ticket, and during the fall we do uh, moving violations. And and I was like, why, why, bro, why? Yeah, what he just picking the crime of the week? Fucking, <laughs> it's like, all right, next is larceny. Got your ass right. again, and it like set on. I I have. I haven't got a new license since I moved because, one, I'm busy as fuck right now. Yeah. And two, everything's shut down anyways. And he was like, so which one's your actual address? Because I had updated the insurance, but I hadn't updated the, the license. And I was like, well, that one. And he was like, oh, okay, well, you need to get this replaced. And I was like, all right, whenever yeah, it's <laughs> whenever like, the DMV gotta... opens up, dude, I'll, yeah. I'll be there. Uh, Kentucky DMV's actually not terrible. Um, I would... There's a driver's licensing place that's like completely separate from the DMV mm-hmm. that'll do all that for you. So yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's it's super quick. It's off. Yeah, uh, it's on. It's on. Off like Clay's Mill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's where I go do my stuff. Because I because I went to the one off of Winchester Road and it was packed. Yeah, it, yeah. It had so many people and I was like, uh, I don't have time. I have like two hours for, for yeah. a break. Um, and they're like, well, there's one off Clay's Mill. So I went there, and there was like two people in the whole building. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's why? like, why does no one knows what this is? <laughs> is Just, everybody? Yeah. Every, no one has a license on that side of town, <laughs> yeah. so they all have to walk. Right. Um, but it's it's insane. The fucking, uh, just the, the state uh, of like the budget and everything. Um, I was actually looking at, at like our military spending and stuff, because just it's, it's one of the yeah. things that fucking fascinates me. And uh, I I was going through the numbers, and do you know how long the U.S. would last against every other country in the world at the same time? 
uh, years, I assume. Indefinitely. Indefinitely. <laughs> they did the math yeah. and they said either till the world's destroyed right. or everybody gives up. We would just we would just last there's just, out. Yeah, there's no no getting around it. So, you know, the first biggest air force in the world. Yeah. You know who it is? No. I assume it, it's it, America. It's, it's the US Air Force. Yeah. You know, the second biggest air force in the world? What? The US Army. You know, the third <laughs> biggest air force in the world? It's the US Navy. The Navy has We the have biggest... we have the, the the gold, silver and bronze medals for the biggest Jesus air force Christ. in the world. We have uh I think our air force, the air force alone has I want to say uh cuz I took I took screenshots of this shit. Um our Air Force has uh, 13,362 aircraft. It has a personnel 13, of almost 500,000 people and a defense budget of $647 billion. So that's the Air Force. And the Russian Air Force, which is number four behind yeah. us, one, two, and three, um, they have only 4,000 planes. They only have a $47 billion, uh, budget, and there's only 148,000. Uh, personnel so they have they have less than 10 percent of our budget yeah for, for real it's like we literally have 600 billion dollars more of a budget just to that yeah that's insane dude like what i guess it's like at some point when when it comes down to negotiations there's always the underlying tone of like well what if we you know just kill all of your people and America just dominates that area in any kind of negotiation. Well, we're right? we're the only military that has bases all over the world. Really? So, um, like, I had buddies uh, when when I finished up my schooling because I went to I went to boot camp, then I went to combat school, then I went to my MOS school, and I learned mm -hmm. I learned how to be a network engineer and a radio operator and everything like that. My buddies and I all got split up. So yeah. I had buddies go to bases in Germany. I had base buddy uh, go to bases in in Okinawa yeah. and and all all over the place. My parents were stationed in Guam, which is a U.S. territory, but um, it's it's crazy the amount of of bases and each uh, each consulate and each embassy. There's more personnel at. So yeah. um, we have bases. I've been to to several bases in Iraq, several U.S. bases in Jordan, at the Saudi border, at the Syrian border, and it's just like we have all this stuff out here right for no reason other than just in case it's it's for when it's shit because hits we're, the fan. we're getting in everybody else's fucking business yeah <laughs> like, like america yeah. really is a world police for no fucking reason well it's just that idea that uh just america has to go and fix everything right like they have to go and you see it even in weird forms like in like mission trips and stuff it's like they have to go out and spread the america across the world to you know free everybody yeah and it's just uh, it's just kind of like a weird manifest destiny carryover it's, it's like a, a super nationalism like yeah. like such a superiority complex like america <laughs> right. is so much better we're gonna bring yeah all of our ideals and like i'm not saying that america is any better or worse than any other countries like yeah. we certainly are really fucking well off just being americans um, right but at the same time people are a lot happier yeah when we don't stick our fucking like yeah, in our real. nose where it doesn't fucking belong uh oddly enough i was reading um some stuff about settlers that would end up kidnapped by native americans and whenever they would get rescued some of them and this is uh this is like 13 colonies time yeah. this isn't like uh, manifest destiny time 
uh, some of them, whenever they would come back, they would end up running away to try and join the tribe again because it was such a simple way of living. Like really? It was so down to earth and yeah. they were they were so content and it was so simple to live that kind of life that they just hmm. they just really like really liked living that way. Um, really? And it's it's super interesting. Uh, I was I was reading some some stuff about the the Comanches and stuff like that because the Comanches were uh, originally part of a, a different Native American tribe, and this is this is in the 1800s. This is post Civil War Civil War area, uh, and this is like around the founding of Texas. So a lot of settlers were coming from America, from the states that were already founded to Texas because it was kind of a unclaimed land uh, territory yeah. kind of thing. Spain had retreated from. Uh, the Americas themselves and Mexico had started to become its own kind of nation uh, at that point in time. So when Spain left, they left all their livestock. They kind of just hopped in a boat and fucking left. So in addition to goats, sheep, uh, chickens, all, all these European animals, they also left horses Mm -hmm. and the horses uh, ended up getting free and they went out to the Midwest like they went up from Mexico to, to the Midwest to the plains and they started to, to multiply because there weren't any natural predators for them um, and it was actually like the perfect uh, habitat for them. Yeah. It was just grass yeah. all around for hundreds of thousands of miles and so uh, or not hundreds of thousands <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's like a whole hundreds earth. of thousands of acres Yeah, um, and so they started to multiply and the Comanche broke off from another tribe and they started to, to capture all these wild horses Yeah, and they became a horse, uh, a horse tribe. Huh. So like they're, uh, the biggest pride that they could do as Comanche was to steal women to, to, to boost the size of the tribe and to steal horses to boost like the speed and the mobility of their warriors yeah. kind of thing. And so they ended up, uh, because of this, they ended up raiding, uh, settlers that would come from the states to Texas. Right. And because of all these people that got captured and all these women that got stolen, the horses got stolen and the, the men were killed or maimed or whatever, that's when Texas founded Sam, Sam Houston, uh, the president of Texas or uh, founder of Texas, uh, he ended up founding the Texas Rangers huh. because they didn't have like a mobile police force on horses that could catch up to the Comanche. Yeah. They would just kind of get there and see that like shit had been should have been ruined and right. people had stolen. They'd be like, well, shit. So founder of the Texas Rangers, they got on horses and then with the, the Colt revolver, they were able to take the fight to the Comanche and ended up after, after so much going back and forth, they had peace talks and they met with several tribes of the Comanche and they're like, Hey, we will stop, stop this war that's going on right now. But we went all the women that you took back. Yeah. And so they brought one woman, and she had had her uh, nose completely cut off and burned, and it was just like a black, uh, a black oh, mark where her yeah. nose used to be. And they said, "This is all we have." And she was like, "No, that's not true. There's dozens of them back." Yeah. And one of the chiefs of the command, she looked at the the leaders of the Texas Rangers, and he goes, "You know what? That's what you're gonna get. How do you like those apples?" And they just started breaking out into a fight, and a, a shit ton of the the Comanche chiefs got killed. And then Damn. Texas pretty much started a war with the Comanche at that point. Yeah. So it, it's it's kind of crazy, like just just the way that expansion works. Uh, yeah. Because because nobody's nobody's really innocent. Like any country that was founded, right, is founded on blood. Whether it's revolution or whether it's it's conquering another country. Yeah. Like, uh, they say that. 
it's estimated that Genghis Khan has like millions of descendants right now because right. when he was conquering Mongolia and, and uh, parts of northern China, he would just any anybody that he wanted, he would go ahead and, and impregnate. Yeah. So it's 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 kind of crazy. Like nobody's there's no countries that are like, oh, we peacefully decided to just yeah. seclude and everybody was all cool with it. And that's right. you know, every everything, even the. The I'm sure would, would even amongst war. Native Americans, like they probably, oh yeah, yeah they probably... they all went to war with each other. Yeah, um, uh, we actually had different tribes would side. So, um, the French, the French, uh, settled in in North America and everything, and so did the Dutch. And when they did, they were pretty much uh, only doing fur trading, and they were they were trapping animals, and they were trading with the Native Americans, and it was it was everybody was real cool with it. Yeah. And the British came in when Jamestown was founded, all this other stuff. They began pushing out. They began taking territory and pushing out Native Americans, and uh, and the the Seven Year War uh, was actually the French and the Native Americans versus the British and the American colonists. Hmm. So uh, they actually think that George Washington was the one that accidentally started the war. Really? How so? Uh, I believe that uh, he was at a... It sounds he, like people back then just had big dicks, and they were just like, <laughs> like how big my dick is. And it's like, well, I guess we're going to fight now. Yeah, dude, because honor was something worth killing over, yeah. and it was worth dying over. And it's like some people still still feel that way, which is it's yeah. kind of crazy, because um, especially, especially like the whole mindset of the Marine Corps, especially when I was in, uh, which I, uh, I was in from 2014 to 2018, I was in a grunt battalion as, as a comm specialist. Um, but I would still, I would still have to go on all the hikes and, and yeah. deploy with them and do everything they did, but with, with a, a radio pack or, uh, like gear on my back kind of thing. Yeah. And the whole mindset of the entire Marine Corps, especially in those grunt battalions is if you are not here to kill people, if you are not here to, like give your life if you don't think that's a worthy cause then you're a pussy and you you are better off out of my fucking marine corps yeah and like every like 99 percent of the people thought that way if you were not willing to deploy then yeah. you were then you were garbage because it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a mindset where they wanted to wanted to die mm -hmm. but it was a mindset where i would die for the people next to me for all the people that have gone through the shit from my brothers to my left and to my right yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. They wanted to kill. Like I wanted to kill. I begged to be sent to Afghanistan and, and deploy into Syria. Cause, cause we were, um, my first deployment, I was at the Jordanian Syrian border training, uh, helping train Jordanian, uh, quick reaction force, uh, for when ISIS would push into Jordan. Um, yeah. So we were we were pretty close to to Amman, which is the capital of Jordan. It's it's pretty westernized as far as uh, Arabic cities go, but uh, my battalion commander at the time he was stationed in Kuwait with a with a quick reaction force ready for anything to go, and he would call up. He was lieutenant colonel. He would call up generals. He'd be like, "Hey, sir, when are we going to push into into fucking uh, into Iraq? When are we going to push into Afghanistan? Yeah. When are we going to push into Syria? Like, let's take the fight to ISIS. When is this happening?" And they're like, "You know what?" We're kind of holding back right now. We don't want to push into anything that we're not ready for. And he was like, whatever, you're all a bunch of pussies. And he hang up the phone. 
And then the next day, you'd be like, all right, boys, I got him this time. And I'd fucking call him up in the same fucking thing. Bunch of pussies slam the phone down. We have to replace the broken phone. Like, oh, no way. Like, he was a fucking... I, I respect I mean, that man to death. Marines but, are different, though, right? Like, it's a whole thing. Yeah, like, it's, like, Marines it's a are whole, different. a whole fucking different yeah. mindset. Um, is that part of, like, the training, do you think? Or is that more the kind of people that end up in the marines so i would say there's definitely um there's definitely a type of people that's that's drawn to the marines uh definitely um so just like just like in ancient civilizations it's sort of like a proving ground to join the military to to become a warrior kind of thing yeah because there's not really a rite of passage anymore for 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 men or women yeah there's 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 college there's partying that's seen as like your right your time to to let yourself like fucking go out there and explore the world kind of thing slamming puss Is the one way swiping right on all right. on all these sluts. Yeah, making <laughs> yeah, making TikToks and shit going viral. <laughs> yeah, this is your battlegrounds these days. So I definitely I definitely think there's a, a certain type of people that's drawn yeah. to it, but also um, the the sheer environment of the Marine Corps where everybody has that attitude. If you are not here to kill people, then get the fuck out, go somewhere else, do something else, kind of thing. Yeah, but also in boot camp. Um, so boot camp for Marines is 13 weeks. It's the longest of any service. And while you're there, before you're in the title Marine, in like the very, uh, the very last event, which is called, it's called the Crucible, and it's it's 54 hours long. I think you hike like 40 something miles during the whole thing. Um, they give you two meals, uh, and they take a bunch of the good shit out of it before you're allowed to eat it. Um, and then I think you get like three hours of sleep or some shit. Um, Jesus Christ! And it's just like, uh, like crawling under fucking razor wire. You're, you're. We had flash floods because, because it's out in uh, ours was in Paris Island, um, right off off the coast of South Carolina, like by Hilton Head, kind of thing. And there was flash floods coming through and tropical storms and everything. And so it, where we were supposed to be crawling under sea wire, we ended up like swimming underneath it, kind of thing. And it was just like. We were never somewhere inside. We were never like able to like clean our gear off, kind of thing. It was yeah. just like it was just fifty four fucking shitty hours, and they have like explosions in the background, and they have um, sound effects, and they have these massive speakers that have like machine gun uh, fire rattling off, and you have people screaming for their moms and everything, and it's Jesus just like Christ. It, if you don't pass that, then you don't become a marine. But also the entire time they break you down psychologically. Yeah. So the way that we're talking right now we're speaking in first person i me we us um the way you would refer to someone else if i would refer to you i'd be like uh my friend paris he went and did this that's second person so third person is how we had to refer to ourselves so we couldn't say i need to go to the bathroom right first we would have to give the greeting of the day to whoever we were speaking to yeah and their proper tile Mm -hmm. so I would say I would first bang on the hatch if we were inside and they were in their drill instructor hut. Um, or I would call their attention. I'd be like, uh, I would be good morning, sir. Yeah. And they'd be like, what? Or they'd just be like, go away. <laughs> it's like, like, even if you had to like, we're about to piss yourself. You just had to turn around and walk away. And then maybe you could walk back later on and like bang on the, bang on the fucking door and be like, Good morning, sir. Recruit shy request permission to speak to drill instructor staff. arm Gonzalez Magzaragos. And they Jesus. could still be like, no, fuck off. <laughs> like, all right, all right, sir. Good morning, gentlemen. You'd have to turn around, fucking walk away. Uh, or they'd be like, what, bitch? And you'd be like, this recruit respectfully requests permission to use the head. And like, 
they could still say no. They're not supposed to. Right. They're not supposed to deny someone, but it, shit still happens. Uh, Damn. I think, I think two or three years ago they put a they put a recruit in the in the dryer and turned it on, uh, and then he ended up jumping off the third deck and killing himself. What the fuck? Yeah, it it happens, man. Um, that is like, hardcore. Like you know, it's almost like intentionally made that way so there's like no they, there's so many excuses that can be made it's like what well, that's just the culture of the it's the marines so you want some crazy psychopath that's going to go out there the and- the whole process i read a book about a drone instructor and his his seniors told him um when he first started being a drone instructor and they're like hey i want somebody to try and kill themselves by your second week here and if you don't have that then you're not good enough to be on this team and it was because they're literally testing people. If you're not psychologically and mentally strong enough to make it through boot camp, yeah. then how are we going to trust you in combat kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. So it's it's literally a way of weeding out. And it's uh, officially the Marine Corps does not approve of that. But unofficially, everyone's like, oh, yeah, please haze that bitch. But like, don't get caught. Kind yeah. Of thing. yeah. So it's like we don't want we don't want those people in here. It's right. better off without them kind of thing. Yeah. But for for the purposes i completely understand like it better cat better less casualties here than more casualties there kind of thing yeah uh, as as a sheer effectiveness and combat efficiency kind of thing but looking back since i've got out and yeah. i've uh like done psychedelics and and had a much more human approach to everything it's 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 super fucked up yeah yeah that, that's well you know it's like, I don't, I don't say it's a necessary evil, but like, though those there's people like that in the world, right? Like where that is their domain, and like to an extent, hazing, and I think about this in terms of like fraternities, like hazing is just like shared experience, right? And like, and it can be on a spectrum of like not so bad to like really really fucking horrible and fucked up like i i was in a band fraternity right and there was no hazing of course like in a physical sense but like they made you do certain activities together for a little bit of time just for like a a a bonding experience yeah and you know you see this with stuff like sports and marching band and stuff whenever you go through something like really shitty with a, with like together with people yeah like your some, bond some is your, way deeper some of your co-workers at the shittiest jobs right like shittiest managers you get super fucking close with them yeah. because shared experience shared misery kind and of like thing. and especially when you both have something to essentially complain about right like it kind of helps into like have a create an enemy to be like ah this fucking thing that we're doing but you know we got each other. Yeah, I love to complain. Right, right, yeah. Like it's dope. It's like it's a really good bonding thing to do. At work, I'll kick in the kitchen door and I'll be like, I yeah. fucking hate this job." <laughs> right. And like, you know, uh, the, clearly what the Marines, uh, as you explained it, that's a little overboard. Uh, that's just pure like you know power hungriness. It seems like, but I mean, it exists, and that's. Yeah, it's it's all about right. turning us into weapons because like yeah. mar- Marines Marines are badass because of the things that they've done and because the people they are kind of thing, but it's also because we've literally been turned into weapons not just not just that we can shoot straight, not just that we can fight, but also that we could kill somebody and then move on and not have to deal with the consequences till till later on yeah. kind of thing. Like I'm 
at that point we were all dogs on a leash begging begging to let go like yeah. begging begging to get released to to fucking go off because yeah. at that point in time there was no better there was no better thing that i could well it, for, it's like the b- bit of freedom that you would get right like it sounds like your lives are pretty structured so it was the entire time so our seniors were the last ones out of leatherneck uh which was a, a base in afghanistan and one of my seniors um he was a radio operator it was his first deployment and there was a sergeant who had been on multiple deployments that was with a sniper team that was riding in the Humvee that he was in. And he was on on top in the turn in the gun truck on the 50 cal, and they got ambushed and pinned down. And the sniper got shot through the head and died and collapsed. And my senior had to jump up on a gun that he hadn't ever trained on yeah. and start laying down suppressing fire when it was his first his first experience in combat. And the person that would have known the most yeah. and would have been through the most and survived the most and known what to do the most was just dead like that and he had to take his place oh fuck and they and that was the person that was preparing us yeah yeah for, for what was to come theoretically and at that point it was like i i want to be in that situation right because i have been trained for this situation yeah i have been this is hey you have to do this so you're ready in combat. You have to you have to scream fast or you have to scream loud, move fast to be ready in combat. You have to answer orders to be ready in combat. Shoot straight to be ready in combat. Yeah. Do your job right to be ready in combat. So it's like I am ready for combat at all times. At all times. Yeah. So I want to be, I want to prove myself. I want to do what yeah. I'm what I've been bred, what I've been made into yeah. to do kind of thing. Oh man. Is it kind of exhilarating though, when you get to go out there and you know, I, I mean, like were you ever in like big combat? Or I anything? was. I was never in direct combat at the time. Um, the rules of engagement were severely limited. Um, yeah. Just because it was it was Obama era and he was trying to pull back, he was doing a lot more drone strikes than he was actual. Um, yeah. Um, especially especially uh, in 20, 2017, my my last appointment. Um, it was it was more drone strikes and and uh, not attacking people versus um, versus risking U.S. lives. Yeah. So they would use they would use like a, a three million dollar drone to shoot a four hundred thousand dollar rocket at somebody who doesn't even make fifty dollars in a year. Yeah. It, right. it was and <laughs> it's just it's just right. insane the amount of money just that they wipe pour into out. the defense budget. It's yeah. like trillions of dollars. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with having a military. I definitely think, especially in the day and age that we live in, where everything's getting more and more dangerous, that it's smart to have a military. Yeah. But to the extent that we have one, it's not necessary. Well, also, I feel like there's probably a lot of like defense contractors, just like middlemen that are making a lot uh, of the money. A lot of people, a lot of uh, good friends that I know got out and became defense contractors. Yeah. And they make six figures in a year. And then they, because, um, because there has to be an incentive for them to go out and get in harm's way. They're not on contract anymore. If you yeah. if you refuse to do something in the military in the Marines, you go to the brig, and they can put What's you on. What's that? Uh, so the the brig in a in a ship, it's it's the prison on a ship. But we have brigs on bases, which are prisons on bases, and it's literally someplace you're still in your uniform, uh, you don't have any rank, you're you're still held to all the standards, um, 
but they can they can levy punishments against you that can be like you have to go out and break rocks all day with a sledgehammer or you only get to eat bread and drink water that's that's all you get and then once you're done with your punishment from the brig it's possible for you to go out and get charged in the civilian court as well so say you end up in the brig for 12 years for for manslaughter yeah and when you get out you can be thrown in prison for for 12 more years for what? manslaughter yeah even though technically it would be like double jeopardy you're getting charged for the same thing twice but because one code of laws the the uniform code of military justice and one code is the actual u.s law that's yeah. how they get away from it my buddies ended up getting uh non-judicial punishments because they they ran from cops on their motorcycles um it's a it's a long wild story yeah but um what uh, is non-judicial punishment? So it's like military so it's, punishment. So there are there are a couple different layers of punishments. Mm -hmm. So the worst one is a court martial. There's summary, special, and general. And a general court martial, you go in front of an actual general, and it's like um, it's like that Tom Cruise uh, movie where he's a he's a fucking. Um, He's a military lawyer, and it's it's where um, was it Tommy Lee Jones? He's like, you can't handle the truth. That's that's like yeah. a court martial, you okay. go an actual courtroom kind of thing. Yeah, um, that you are really fucked up. Like some right. some bad shit happened if if you're gonna go to a court martial. Um, below that is NJPs or Article 15s if you're in the army or some of the other services. But it's a non-judicial punishment, and the regimental commander, which is a colonel. A battalion commander, which is a lieutenant colonel, or a company commander, which is a captain or a major, depending on your place, um, they decide they are your judge, jury, and executioner. They, they, it is up to them what your punishment is. You can have your money taken away. You can be reduced in rank, so uh, you get your money taken away too that way. Um, you can be confined to your room for 60 days and 60 nights, and you're not allowed to have any technology. You're not allowed to be out of your uniform. You can go to work. You can go to chow hall, and you can come back to your room, and that's it. Um, so that happened to my buddies. They had their money taken away. They were reduced in rank, and then they were stuck in the room for 45 days. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and that was because they ran from cops. However, they only got a speeding ticket. They got a good lawyers got off with a speeding ticket. Yeah. So they still had to pay the speeding ticket, and it was like a uh, moving violation, 20 miles plus the speed limit kind of thing. Yeah. But then they lost money. Right. In like the, the military got to fuck them after, after the court fucked them kind of thing. Yeah, What what's the incentive to do that for the military? Like why? To make an example out of people. Is that I, really, is I, that like a cultural thing? It's, it's, I think they're personally fucking miserable and they're they're taking their own like hatred of their own situation and like yeah. out, out on their subordinates kind of thing. Um, and also there's so much pressure on high to quit people fucking up. They they have to. They are urged to make an example out of people. Mm. So um, how much how much time do you have? As much time as we want. Okay, sick. So I'll tell you the story yeah. um, mm -hmm. about how they got arrested and everything. Hell um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Lake Havasu in Arizona is essentially like the Panama City Beach of the West Coast. Okay. So everybody goes there to party and everything. Um, there's, there's everybody goes out on the lake or they go um, like all around. There's a place called a channel that has bars going on both sides and it goes under this place called London Bridge and everything. Huge hotel that goes like over this part, this, this part of the lake. It's super cool. Yeah. Um, 
So everybody goes out there and parties and everything, gets on boats. Um, fucking, like, girls are just walking around with pasties on. Like, everybody's partying, partying, partying. Yeah. Um, and so we're like, fuck it, let's go. So uh, we actually meet up. We don't go to Havasu directly. We go to the river that leads into it first because um, our, our seniors are there. They're camping out on the back of their Ford Bronco. They got a grill. So we, like, grill out on the river. And then... Um, we're like, we're just going to sleep here, and then we'll go get a hotel room the next night. So we had a tent. Three of us fit in the tent. My, uh, There were actually uh, five of us that were all in this group that, that showed up and met our seniors. So it was, uh, I was driving my, my little Kia Spectra at the time, and my buddy Santos was from New York, so he didn't drive. Um, so he was riding mm-hmm. with me, and we had all the gear, all the tents and food and everything, and the beers and the in, in my car. Yeah. Um, my buddy's... Wynn, Turner, and Marshall were on their, their crotch rockets. Yeah. Uh, Wynn had a CBR 600. Uh, Marshall and Turner had R6s. So these are these are fast uh, yeah. fucking bikes. They can get up to 170 miles an hour. Damn. So um, they all ride out. We meet them. Uh, we unpack everything, set everything up, go out. We're just getting drunk and fucking swimming in the river and everything and grilling out and having a good time. Now, it was like the 3rd of July or something at that point, and the 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 mosquitoes came in yeah. off the Arizona yeah. river and we're getting eaten alive right. so everybody there's three people uh, the three guys on bikes they fit in the tent and I was like Santos we're just gonna chill in the car but it's it's Arizona in the yeah. middle of July and so it is probably still 85 90 degrees at night and it's humid as fuck because we're right next to the river yeah so I was like, you know what? We're going to sit in the car. And we started baking in the car. I was like, well, let's turn down. Let's roll down the windows a little bit. Get some fresh air in here. And the mosquitoes yeah, immediately swarm right. in. And uh, we're just getting eaten alive. I tried to turn the AC on. But I think my AC was broken or some shit. So it was just like, it was just blowing hot air in our face. It was like yeah. turning on a blow dryer. Like, <laughs> you know what? Fuck that this. sounds so miserable, dude. <laughs> mosquitoes and humid weather. Oh, my God. I, I actually went in and tried to sleep in my trunk. <laughs> it's so miserable dude i was getting right. eaten alive i was like it better not be in the trunk i get in the trunk and it's like shit and there's no room in the trunk for All me right. to slap myself and so eventually it's the morning and i'm fucking i'm miserable i was like fucking like let's get in the car let's leave let's go yeah. to have a sue let's get the hotel we can take a nap before we do anything all right cool so we do that check in the hotel everybody takes like two hour nap or some shit and then we go out and try and try and run a boat yeah all the boats are taken. All the pontoons, speed boats, everything. Everything's yeah. rented. It's 4th of July. It's packed. And we're like, fuck, what do we do? Well, we went to, to go get more alcohol. We're like, well, let's go get drunk, and then we'll figure stuff out. So we go, <laughs> we go to Walmart. We get a bunch of alcohol. Fantastic idea. And as we're leaving, we see a bunch of inflatables, like inner tubes and shit. Nice. So everybody grabs an inner tube, and we grab a, a like a, a cooler, and then we grab duct tape and and parachute cord and so when we get to the water we <laughs> lash everything together yeah to to make this massive inflatable raft with a cooler in the middle and then uh, we just cast out to sea yeah. <laughs> like, oh, out nice. to the lake and we, we would have one person rotate at a time like getting off and like kicking their legs so we could like go for it a little bit yeah and yeah. so we we started off on one side the the objective was to get to the other side of the lake to where the channel was and where all the bars and everything were right so we're getting we're getting beyond drunk i think we had we had a handle of vodka we had a handle of apple crown and then we had uh, a, a bottle of jack and then like a 32 pack of corona and nice. so i was i was at the level drunk where i was cutting up limes for the coronas 
with a multi-tool on the, the surface of the inner tube. <laughs> <laughs> it was just my luck that it didn't pop or anything. Really? <laughs> Wait, hold on. You all just made a giant connected raft yeah, and you're out yeah, here just I, making cocktails <laughs> rolling down the river? Yeah. Oh, my and, God. That sounds amazing. It was it was so much fucking yeah. fun. And people would pass by us on boats and they'd be yeah. like, yeah, yeah, dude, that's sick as fuck. They'd throw us like jello shots and shit. Fuck yeah. And it, it, was, it was just cool as fuck. And we'd pass by other people and they would they would if they were in inner tubes or stuff they would join onto us so we started out with five people we ended up with about 15 damn by the time that the cops the <laughs> the lake police showed up and told us that we weren't allowed to be in the channel which <laughs> is where all the speedboats and yachts were coming through yeah yeah in our <laughs> fucking inner tube raft <laughs> and we're like okay is it cool if we just go ahead and like dock up here and he's like yeah that's fine just be out of the fucking way so I was I was underage at the time and I had a red solo cup and I just slowly let it sink below the surface and like gurgle yeah. up with lake water and just like yeah. pour it out and put the cup back <laughs> in the, in the, in the right. cooler. And I had um, we had a backpack at the time that had everybody's wallets, my car keys, um, and and like some other shit in it, and my my multi tool, and uh, we got up out of the water. We disassembled the rafts and everything. A lot of people went their separate ways. They're like, all right, well it was cool, but we're gonna go. I was like, all right. That um, I wasn't I wasn't twenty or twenty one at the time. Neither was my buddy Santos, and two girls weren't twenty one either. So Marshall went and Turner went to the bars, and we took all the inner tubes back to the car. I was yeah. like, I got more beers at the car. We can keep drinking. Get to the car, realize they have the backpack, so I don't have my keys. It's, it's fine. I have one of those like stow and go like yeah. sneaky fucking keep my car key uh, nice. uh, like underneath my car somewhere. Yeah. So I was like, don't even I'm drunk as fuck. Don't even worry yeah, about it. Fucking day. crawl underneath right. my car. Fucking grab car key. Open it up. Take a bottle of Corona. Open it up on the the car tire. Start passing them around. Nice. <laughs> like, Dude, this sounds chill as fuck. We were having a good time, and then the girls are like hey we're gonna go back to our group and i was like all right no worries uh we'll see y'all later or something yeah and i think i think one of the girls like gave me your number so we get back in touch later and i was like, all right cool um and then my buddies show up after the girls left and we're like what's up what happened at the bars and they're like oh we couldn't get in because you guys have the backpack <laughs> no I no no you have the backpack otherwise i wouldn't have had to use my spare key to get in right and they were like we don't have the backpack i was like you're telling me nobody has the backpack <laughs> and so two people ran back to go check to yeah. see if the backpack was was back where we had like docked and everything if that had like been left in the water or left on the side of the road or if somebody picked it up yeah couldn't find it come Gone. back all of a sudden they're like okay or before they left they're like we should drive to go s see if we can grab it i was like okay you know i can probably drive yeah <laughs> uh, so i i go to get in the, i get in the driver's seat i go to put the key in the ignition but i don't have the key <laughs> spare keys now gone too so now both sets of right. both keys to the car are gone and i'm like fuck um <laughs> where's the key <laughs> and they were like where'd those girls go oh and i was like they they left and they're like did they leave after you unlock the car and i was like yes and they're they're like so you had the key and then the girls left and now you don't have the key we had the backpack the girls left and now we don't have the backpack oh uh, 
So you did have the backpack at first. So we we had the backpack when we when we stopped at the um at the wa- like got out of the water we had the backpack. Yeah. When we got back to the car we didn't have the backpack cuz we thought they had taken it with them. So where so where's the backpack? Yeah. So they run back and they check for the backpack, can't find it, and they were like, "Hey, do you remember what group of people those girls were with?" Yeah. Uh yeah, and those people over by that sign. They're like, "Okay, are over by the pavilion or something like that. Okay, we're gonna go. Um, so my buddy Marshall and Turner go to find the girls to see if they have the backpack or have the keys, and they go to ask real nice. Um, but my, my buddy Turner is clenching his fist and he's like, "Hey, <laughs> have you seen these two girls? We think they may have grabbed our backpack by mistake. It has some keys in it." And the whole time I'm drunk as fuck. It's, yeah. the liquor's calling the shots now right, right. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like okay maybe I just left the key in the car Yeah. so I tear everything out of the car <laughs> I pack everything back in Tetris style no key again yeah. tear everything out of the car like there's nothing else to do but panic Yeah. so, right, so right, I'm panicking right. I take everything out and pack it back in the car three different times still no key <laughs> and I was like you know what what if the girls took the backpack dropped it off with their friends came back to see if we like had another way in the car took the key from us yeah when we weren't looking because we're drunk and now they have like our room keys our wallets our car keys right. like the backup Everything. car key we're we're fucked they're gonna yeah. go to the the they're gonna go to the hotel and rob us blind kind of thing because the key card right. had had what hotel and what hotel room it was and we were panicking at this point yeah and buddies come back they're like hey they're out on the lake we dumped out their stuff no keys no backpack nothing oh what okay (laughs) they dumped all their stuff yeah and then um my buddy santos (laughs) turns to win and goes hey by the way i have your motorcycle key and turns to win and when grabs and he's like this isn't my motorcycle key and i was like hey that's the car key Santos, what the fuck? Like, what dude? the fuck, Santos? Did it say you anything? Found, you found a spare key that well, was we lying was, around, and you're like, you hey, assumed I bet this... it was the motorcycle yeah. key, and we're looking for a key the whole time. You couldn't have been like, is this is this the key we're looking for? Um, but yeah, and so uh, I was like, fuck it, we should go back to the hotel and make sure that because maybe it wasn't the girls, but we definitely did get our bag stolen. But like, at what point though? when we were getting out of the water and like everybody was going their separate ways and we were like uh like deflating all the inner tubes and everything oh, okay. somebody probably just walked past like picked up the backpack and kept walking oh because you said there was like 15 of you at that point yeah okay so only only five of us were the original group yeah like so we didn't really know the 10 other people they were just random drunk people that grabbed on and yeah fucking like tied themselves on and everything so i was like okay we should go back to the hotel and make sure like our stuff isn't stolen yeah and they're like okay Let's go. And I go to drive. My buddy's like, wait, you're 20. You're drunk. Yeah. I'm 21. I'm drunk. <laughs> if I get pulled over, it's going to be way better than right. if you get pulled over. And I was right. like, okay. Like, you're going to get hit with a double jeopardy for sure. I may get this shit yeah. swept under the rug. Kind of thing. I was like, okay. So he drives a fucking back to the hotel. We go in there. All of our stuff's there. Um, and then we're like, fuck it. We're tired. We're covered in mosquito bites. This is a fucking disaster. It was fun as fuck. Yeah, right. But let's go to bed. We'll wake up in the morning. We'll go back to base. Next morning, we wake up, pack up all our shit, get in the car. Buddies get on their bikes, and we go. 
Um, we hit a stoplight. My buddy Marshall and Turner, they gun it on their bikes. They go through. My buddy Wynn uh, and I and, and Santos in the passenger seat, we hang back. So Wynn's on his bike in front of me. And Marshall and Turner, I can see them going going past uh, past the light and taking a left onto the highway. And on the highway, I can see them pulling around this 18-wheeler. Because they're trying to get around this 18-wheeler before it goes around the, the curve. And... Marshall goes around fine by the time Turner goes to pass because he doesn't want to get left behind it's double yellow so I see a highway patrol officer flick his lights on yeah and Turner just rips it he fucking he guns that shit he goes to drop a gear and disappear the entire time they had all been hyping each other up if we ever see blue lights we're running like they ain't catching us like we're gone dude this is what we have these bikes for yeah Yeah. yeah, dude you can't can't catch us wouldn't even consider (laughs) and so so turner rips past marshall and marshall just thinks they're going for a ride yeah D- like they turner had gone around the curve at that point marshall couldn't see the lights behind yeah. him. he's like okay we're going just guns it too so right he he was at after like five five minutes or so they're going like 155 160 miles per holy hour holy shit they're redlining these bikes they're pushing them as fast as they can go yeah and motorcycles are just an engine with wheels <laughs> like, right like right it's, yeah, that's it's, it it's got nothing else um and he fucking guns it, and then he looks back and he's like, "Oh shit, yeah, we're running from it's cops." Like, That's why we're doing this. But I've already been running, so yeah. I can't exactly pull over and been like, "Sorry, officer, we we're just." Wait, I hey, thought we were right. just going I fast. I thought it was yeah. I just like to go I fast. Thought, I thought it was just a fun time right now. <laughs> Sorry, we're doing double the speed limit, but uh. <laughs> so Santos and I we're on our phones and we're calling them and we're like they had they had seen a bluetooth connections mm-hmm. like wired uh wired through their helmets and so we would call them they would pick up and we would only hear the whistle of wind really <laughs> and they couldn't Can't hear even hear anything like, pull over pull over you gotta pull over like, you need so much trouble <laughs> you're gonna get fucked so hard can't hear anything other than right <laughs> we're like shit they're they're fully committed at that point they're just like no we're getting out of this so the police cruiser tops out at 135 about so he's he's driving after them and i'm flooring it at like 120 in my kia spectra trying to stay like sort of not not like riding his ass or anything but right i want to get there and see what happens because like those are my boys yeah yeah two i know if some shit happens if they end up going to jail like my command's gonna be like, what the fuck is yeah. going on right now? I gotta right. fucking, I gotta tell them all this bullshit. Um, so eventually, like they could, they could for sure outrun the cop. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. They're going forty miles faster than him. Yeah. They can't outrun Nextel. So he calls the the fucking he he radios down to the the agricultural stop. Uh, at the border so at the california border the california arizona border they have an agricultural stop and they got like jersey barriers and like uh like uh, officer there and everything and yeah it's just yeah. to make sure you don't bring into any invasive species into california okay kind of thing. so by the time they get there which is like 10 miles down the road from from when they first started running the the cops are already like set up a roadblock. yeah yeah and at this point they've been they've been going they've been riding the double yellow going 170 miles whizzing past cars on both sides right kind of thing. they they've been running running from the fucking cops and they're like fuck it at this point like we're just gonna keep going yeah so they like slow down just so they can navigate through and uh marshall leans back covers up his license plate turner doesn't and marshall sees it 
and sees that they were taking pictures of his license plate as he rode by. Yeah. And so he like gets in front of Turner. He's like, Hey, we got to pull over. And like, uh, I think like half a mile past the agricultural stop, they end up pulling over. Yeah. So officer comes out, um, throws them both in the cruiser. I think ended up pushing Turner's bike over with his, with his fucking, uh, car. And, um, I get there to see them already in the fucking back of the police cruiser. Yeah. Fuck. Damn. They're, they're going to jail. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, They're in the back of the cruiser. Not good. Um, and so I pull over and I get out and when parks in front of me, he gets off his bike and Santos, uh, goes out and we all like walk over and he like puts his hand on his fucking guns. Like stay the fuck back. Yeah. Yeah. We're all in the same platoon. Right. Right. Uh, I'm just trying to check in. I just want to see what happens. Cause my command's going to want to know. And he's like, if your command wants to know, they can call the fucking, the, the needles police department tonight. Yeah. I I was like, okay. He's like, get the fuck back in your car and get out of here. I was like, okay all right right, man i'm I'm out of here (laughs) so we fucking but they just they just get off with a speeding ticket though yeah really lawyers and fucking fought that shit and ended up with a speeding ticket so our trip from havasu started out good got bad with the mosquitoes really good got bad with the stolen backpack and then it just got even fucking horrible yeah (laughs) damn so did you have to go report that to your command at that point i called my boss and i was like hey sassar (laughs) he's like hey what's up buddy fuck are you calling me on the 5th of fucking july uh like so marshall and turner um kind of got arrested (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) in arizona and he ended up he ended up having to drive to bail them out (laughs) had to fucking drive all oh the way to Arizona. God. He was pissed. Oh, my God. He was God. so fucking mad. Um, but, yeah. Just Yikes, some, dude. Some wild-ass fucking situation. That's a dope-ass story, though. That's a that's a cool-ass experience that you had. I ever tell you about my, uh, my, my 21st out in San Diego? No. <laughs> you were still in the Marines at that point, yeah, too, right? still in the Marines. Um, so, wait. You were, you were pretty much in there for, what, like four years four straight? Years. Yeah. Just, like constantly marine stuff yeah we would um so got out of the communication school and at that point i've been in about a year um went to my unit which is on the same base out in the middle of mojave desert uh, mm-hmm. by joshua tree national park um and like we did six months of workup like six months out in the field training doing ops and everything and then after that we deployed so deployed for seven months i was deployed from um Pretty much, pretty much Halloween to Easter. Mm-hmm. I think I hit every major holiday other than the Fourth of July on that first appointment, and yeah. then the next appointment was was Easter to Halloween essentially. So then hit all the all the other holidays. Oh, yeah. My birthday and fucking spent like at least one day out yeah. of every year, <laughs> uh, one one day each in a year in the fucking Middle East. Um, but when we got back from my first appointment, I still wasn't 21, uh, till, till September. So I got back in Easter, had a couple months and yeah, I, I didn't drink in high school. I didn't smoke in high school. I was like a good fucking kid. Yeah. Uh, and just like, I also lived out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't have a car at the time and it was just really difficult. If I did want to go hang out with people, it was just a pain in the ass. And like, yeah. they would have to drive way out in the fucking boonies because my parents live out by Raven run. Right. And right. so it was like, it was honestly like a two hour bus ride 
but it'd only be like a, a 25 minute car ride to Henry Clay. Yeah. But, but still for like a high school kid that doesn't have gas money kind of thing. Right. It's tough. Yeah. So I didn't drink anything. I didn't actually have my first beer until I found out I was going to the Middle East. And I was like, fuck Really? It. Yeah. I, fuck it. I guess I got to start coping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to figure out my vice now. Yeah. Um, so when we got back from deployment with Havasu, uh, we lived, we lived three hours from Vegas three hours from LA and three hours from San Diego. Nice. So the weekend that we got off, we would be gone. Yeah. We would like, there's nothing to do in 29 Palms, but you could go anywhere from there kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so it was kind of like the, it was in essentially the middle East of California. You can go to Nevada, you can go to Arizona. I think Phoenix was only four hours away or some shit. Yeah. Uh, LA's three hours away. San Francisco would have been like eight hours away, but like everything, uh, you could go pretty much anywhere if you had the weekend kind of thing yeah um and so our favorite place to go would be san diego um we would actually stay there's a there's another recruit depot for the marines on san diego uh like right by the airport um called mcrd san diego and they had a hotel on base for people that are enlisted and you pay 30 dollars a night and you get a room with two twin size mattresses nice so for for being a five dollar uber ride from, yeah from the night uh the nightlife district yeah it was it was insane that's a hookup so we would get super fucking shithouse drunk yeah right before the uber came because drinks are super fucking expensive in san diego yeah um and we would get to like the edge of blackout drunk and then we'd get in the uber and, uh, <laughs> right, I, would, right. I would just pound water the entire right. time because i would i was just fucking, teeter on the edge i was fucking breakdancing at that point in time I just yeah get fucking drenched in sweat so fucking thirsty um but anyways um so eventually our, our drink of choice was vodka rebel we had to wake up and we yeah. had to get fucking we had to get fucked up um <laughs> it's the quickest way we do this yeah. vodka red bull go eventually the vodka red bull stopped doing it for us yeah so my my brilliant idea was to switch from vodka red bull swap out the vodka for everclear swap out the red bull for pre-workout oh my god dude what <laughs> so that's a real marine cocktail the, right there the the, the pre-workout was clear the everclear was clear yeah put it put it together it still had bubbles but it was clear so we uh, called it bad sprite because somebody was like is that sprite and they took a drink and they're like oh that's bad sprite <laughs> they're like uh and then they're like oh <laughs> <laughs> so so we would get absolutely fucking shit house drunk on that and then for my 21st birthday i was finally able to to, to go because we would go to gas lamp district because they had some clubs that were like 18 and up yeah and then they would have 21 and up sides so right this, this one club called basement was like that um and ended up what a weird concept it was yeah it was it was weird but it, they would charge like 20 bucks at the door yeah so like they made all their money and they would have like a live dj like i think they had uh well they do serve real sprite and shit like like, what do you like do? red bull and stuff behind the bar red yeah. bull water fucking coke and shit behind the bar at the 18 and up and then uh if you had a hand stamp on you could go like a fucking uh uv reactive hand stamp you could go on, like back and forth from the 20 yeah. to the 18 no problem um, it's more like a music venue or something yeah, yeah yeah pretty pretty similar to that but they had like it was it was pretty heavily enforced um, yeah so it's not like you could sneak over kind of thing but i would go over there and that way my buddies that were 21 could get drunk and i could still like party and everything we could have a good time um ended up when i turned 21 i went to pacific beach yeah the gas lamp district is the nightlife district in downtown San Diego Pacific Beach is like the nightlife district on the beach. 
So okay. it's, it's it's more relaxed kind of vibe. There's not as many like it. It's definitely more country. Yeah. Um. Not everybody's as dressed up. It's definitely like a, a it's more a, casual, a more casual place for sure. So I was going to this bar that was on, um, that was right on the beach, and my buddy wasn't 21 yet. And he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go back to the hotel on base." And I was like, "All right, cool. I'll see you there." Yeah. I'm an extremely social person, especially when I'm fucked up. Oh yeah. And Same. So I just started talking to people in line people in front of me were were europeans and i was like oh we're like where in europe are you guys from there were there were four guys there were two girls they all lived together um but they were working on their masters in foreign relations at the european consulate in san diego so there were a couple of guys from um sweden uh, i think one of the girls was from sweden there was um somebody from norway and then two of the guys were from finland and the only two things i know about finland is that they have mandatory military service and that uh, a Finnish sniper called the White Death has the most confirmed kills hmm. out of anybody else uh, because he, with a uh, with a sniper with iron sights, he ended up killing like 526 Russians. Jesus! In the span of three months. Holy shit! And he would he would go and ski down like through the slopes, and yeah. then he would set up somewhere, dig himself a like trench, cover himself back up with snow, and then eat snow so that his breath wouldn't be seen. And then he would kill more Russians. It was, it was crazy. Dude, that's like f- five or six Russians a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they called him the White Death. Yeah. Um, and ended up, I was like, I was like, oh, you guys are from Finland. You guys know the White Death. And yeah. they're like, oh, you know the White Death. And uh, it, like we just started talking because the guy with the second most confirmed kills is a Marine that was in Vietnam called Gunny Hathcock. Yeah. And uh, he has like a super famous kill that's been ripped off in movies and shit, but he shot a counter sniper through the scope of that sniper's rifle yeah. through the guy's eye. Oh, yeah. And it was an impossible shot. The only way he could have gotten that shot if it, if uh, if the situation was the sniper had him zeroed in on yeah. his scope, too. So he right. just got the, the kill faster. And then he actually low crawled, I want to say, a mile and a half through, through grass uh, one way and only moved when the grass moved made his kill and then did the exact same thing on a way back while there were search parties out looking for him and he just only moved when the wind blew and yeah. the grass moved and he would and he would crawl a little bit and then he would stop and he did that for a mile and a half two ways so so yeah we were talking about that going back and Christ. forth talking about like like just just military service in general and i was just making friends kind of thing yeah eventually the line dies down. We get inside. We go our separate ways. I get f- f- fucking shit house drunk, um, even even more than I already was. Yeah. Um, started break dancing everything. Um, <laughs> the the whole Danny Shire routine. Yeah, dude. Uh, I used to do this thing. I, I try not to do it anymore because uh, my joints hurt and everything. <laughs> and also, um, it's I call it the finale because um, it's it's <laughs> it's so badass. It'll either like in whatever dance battle is going on. Um, or it'll kill me, because uh, it's it's literally like a back handspring, but instead of bouncing off my hands, I roll off the back of my neck, back onto my feet, uh, and it's super bad for me. Uh, I actually broke a rib doing it one time. But, oh my uh, god! Yeah, it's, uh, just fucking a bunch of stupid shit. Um, and then ended up the everything in San Diego closes at two thirty or three o'clock, so the clubs all empty up. Everybody in in the Pacific Beach. Uh, like instead of paying the max rate for the Uber, everybody converged on this Seven Eleven that's in the middle of everything. Yeah. So everybody's there for condoms or cigarettes or energy drinks or um, they're 
there's some drunk asshole that's that's trying to open the fucking doors that are locked to get more beer. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I can't get in. I want beer. (laughs) (laughs) And and the lady was like, we don't sell beer. It's past three. And I was like, well, what the fuck? I wanted to have a six pack on the beach. Right. Just watch the waves. Like, you're really killing my vibes right now. (laughs) It's like, come on. Just just let me get some Corona, dude. Chill out. They're like, no. Can't go back. I was like, this is bullshit. I want to drink. The Europeans are right there in that 7-Eleven. They're like, hey, you want to come back to our place? And I'm like, ah, you know, I should probably get back. Uh, My buddy's probably wondering where I am. And they're like, we have drinks. And I was like, well, you know, I, I, I like to drink. Uh, yeah, it's like, I, I just, you just turned 21, right? Yeah, I just turned So 21. I was like, yeah, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, let's go. So we walk back to their fucking, their bungalow. Um, uh, and we start passing a bottle of wine around. And we get to like the third bottle of wine. And I had to piss. So I go in the bathroom, I piss. I stare at myself in the mirror for like five minutes, and I'm like, you're drunk. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, fucking God, I'm fading right, right yeah. now. <laughs> like, you are butted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just fucking yeah. stupid-ass grin on my face. Yeah. Like, God, I'm fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so eventually I like wash my hands, open the door. There's a girl waiting there, one of the, one of the two girls that lives in the house. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my bad. I wouldn't have fucking been a jackass in the mirror for five minutes if I knew somebody was waiting on me. And she doesn't say anything. She just grabs my wrist and like takes me towards the bedroom. And I was like, damn, that was easy as fuck. I, yeah, didn't exactly. I didn't have to do anything. I just looked at myself. She opens the door. Everybody else is already in there making out with each other and taking their clothes off and i was like uh i think we uh i think we stumbled in on something and she like pulls me towards the group and she goes no no together (laughs) and i was like oh (laughs) shit that's i would be i would be five guys and fries to the the (laughs) the two girls and that's more than two eiffel towers worth of guys and (laughs) two eiffel towers worth of girls five to two No, uh, I think I'm okay. Like, okay. Are you sure? Are you sure? I was like, yeah, keep the ratio. Yeah, keep the ratio I, four to two. I, I think I'm gonna go. Yeah. So I was like, y'all have a good night. Enjoy your enjoy your extracurriculars. Right. <laughs> and I leave the house, walk down the stairs, and the minute I hit the sidewalk, I black out. Nice. I come back too, and I'm laying down on a beach that I've never fucking seen before, surrounded by people I don't recognize. Yeah. And they have my phone. And they're like, what's the cat passcode to your phone? We're going to call somebody. I was like, it's my birthday. Like, Happy birthday. <laughs> no, no, no. The passcode is my birthday. <laughs> but also, yes, that's the yeah. answer. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah. And they, they get in the phone. They start calling random people. I get super fucking paranoid that they're accidentally going to call somebody in my command and be like, hey, whoever's phone this is, they're passed out on a beach. Yeah. And I was like, hey, wait, I'll show you who to call. They'll pick me up. Let me see. I like, fucking stand up, look at my phone. And I'm like, if you just... And I snatch my phone and I take off sprinting. Uh, what? <laughs> I was gone, dude. What? Was that just an impulse? Just, yeah, just, I like... was paranoid. I, oh, okay. I'm, fucking, I'm, I'm stupid drunk. And, yeah. And fucking dense in every sense of the word. Like, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm out of there. At that, right. at that point in time, I was running like a 18 minute, three mile. I was really, I was fast. Right. And right. I, you know, I have drunk speed too. I, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm booking it. I run off the beach into this neighborhood of beach houses. That's completely different than the one that, uh, the Europeans lived in. 
and I zoom around the side and there's like a line of hedges and I was like, I'll lay, I'll fucking J hook around, lay down underneath these hedges and I'll just, I'll just be super incognito. They run past and one person looks and goes, Hey, and everybody stops and looks at me because I'm not actually laying underneath the bushes. I'm about six feet away from them, laying down in the middle of some asshole's driveway. <laughs> just looking dumb as fuck, just staring at it's me. Like, fucking they, supine position. They can't like I'm see about, me. about to hit a fucking if toboggan. If I don't move, <laughs> they can't see. <laughs> and so I, I'm like, shit. I get up and the fucking start running again. Outpace them blackout a little more um i know i was super paranoid and i was dodging like i was doing splinter cell shit whenever i would see car lights in the distance i would hide in front of another car that was yeah. like parked on the side of the road yeah. i was like i don't know if it's them yeah <laughs> yeah right for real. i don't know if they're they're hunting me down like, like <laughs> uh i did my fitness app and i i actually uh trace i ran it was about it was about i want to say um 3.30 in the morning at that point in time. Yeah. And I ran till it was 5 in the morning. Oh, I my about, God. I ran about four miles. Through, Drunk as just, shit. Just, just running. Just running, dodging. Where you know, you just doing, hiding. Dude. Just doing dumbass shit. Or this is all just in your head. <laughs> it was, dude. They were helping me out. They were yeah, trying to give me a ride. And I was like, fuck you, assholes. Yeah. You ain't taking me no. alive. Point hide and seek, bitch. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck, pussies. <laughs> they probably quit running after, after like, they saw me disappear off into the horizon. They're yeah. Like, All right, fuck them. Yeah, for real. And I like, was like, you'll is... never take me. <laughs> so eventually I get to the point where I was like, all right, I think, I think I'm okay. Uh, my phone's, uh, my phone's dead at this point. Uh, I find a taxi and I was like, hey, I need to get on to base. And he's like, I don't know where that is. I was like, I am off Midway. That's all I remember is the street Midway. He's like, I know where that is or I can plug that in kind of thing. Uh, I'll take you. So go there. He drops me off in the officer and staff housing, which is off uh, outside of base. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this isn't this isn't where I need to be. I can I can figure out where I where I can I can orient myself. So yeah, I get out right. of there. I end up at the at the wall for base. Yeah. I recognize where I am. I'm about a mile and a half from the gate. Yeah. It's 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> I'm not walking another fucking step more yeah. than I have to. Right. I was like, fuck it. The, the wall at MCRD, it's it's jersey barriers, and then it's it's black iron spikes yeah. that go up, I think, 11 feet in the air or something like that. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> fuck that. Yeah, it's like. Fuck that gate. Yeah. Fuck that wall! I'm climbing it. <laughs> so I get on. I get on one jersey barrier. I go to where like the ground dips down. One jersey barrier is lower than the other. Yeah. Jump onto the lower jersey barrier. Jump onto the higher jersey barrier, and then jump onto the lower like spike and like, yeah. hook my arm. I bru- bruise the absolute fuck out of my arm. Got like, yeah. stuck on the wall for a while. Eventually, eventually, <laughs> like muscle up, get off like like the fucking majestic salmon cresting up a waterfall. I end up over the fucking fence right fall down fucking poo. i get all the <laughs> breath knocked out of me i'm out i'm fucking right next to the dominoes on base uh and i like stumble drunk fucking sweaty liquor's just coming out of my pores yeah, like right. i've been drinking Everclear. dehydrated like, uh, yeah just fucking a, a mess dude yeah. covered in sand like I, i'm fucking i'm gross as shit and I'm stumbling back to the hotel room at the same time that everybody's getting ready for work. Like they're headed to the gym or they're already on their way because it's almost <laughs> six o'clock. And everybody's like, what the fuck? Like, like, what is this guy? you looking at? <laughs> you don't like, know. You know. You don't know what I went through. They tried to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I get back to my hotel room and my buddy's like, he wakes up when the door opens. He like looks at the time. He's like, where the fuck 
have you been? Right. And I was like, it's a European orgy. And, <laughs> and then some people, people tried to. Yeah. <laughs> and I climbed the wall to get on base. Right. And he was like, you what? <laughs> He's like, you didn't get shot? And I was like, I am also surprised that I'm still <laughs> right. alive. It's perfect time when the guards were transitioning. They were just like, you know, it's 6 a.m. It's time for the next shift. Well, well, oddly enough, the gates are supposed to keep recruits from climbing out. They're really? not really need to keep people from climbing in. Oh, yeah, they don't have to worry about that. Yeah, they don't They're give a like, fuck about, like, right. somebody coming in and fucking, like, beating the shit out of the person. <laughs> like, fuck. Like, come on in. You're going to hate it, for sure. <laughs> dude, that's incredible. That's an incredible story. Yeah, dude. How I, did you have... Uh, how, how can you muster that energy? I mean, Danny, knowing you, actually, I, I know exactly how you muster that energy. Yeah, you know you've always had it. Head. Yeah, like, you've always had that <laughs> it factor inside of you that you were just able to push through whatever it was that's um that's intense though i mean like do you look upon your time in the marines fondly i so uh we all have the same kind of mindset that's i uh, hate the circus love the clowns kind of thing so it's it's yeah. love the people that you went in with and yeah. dealt with everything with but hate the like the, the whole, whole structure idea. and the whole bullshit granted if i had the chance i would do it again i would definitely do some shit differently um but at the same time like i definitely feel like it changed changed who i am as a person um not necessarily for for better not necessarily for worse but i like who i am more now than i did when i was in high school kind of thing really so um i mean i definitely think that i've because of my military service i've i've gone through a bunch of shit i've i've gone through a lot of trials and tribulations but yeah. i feel like I feel like I've I've passed marks and I've completed milestones. I don't know the way the way that I see obstacles in life. Uh, I I sort of see them not as hurdles but as like steps. Yeah, yeah. So the more stuff that you go through, the higher yeah. that you propel yourself. Right. Kind of thing. As long as you can successfully make it up. I know there's a lot of things that, um, like sometimes you can't get through. Yeah. Like some. Well, you gotta challenge yourself and like just taking on that fucking chaos of yeah. even deciding to do something for yourself is really important right it's like you gotta like it, it takes a lot of courage just to do anything really but like proving that you can do it and then doing something as crazy as the marines for that long like yeah. you probably have a sense of accomplishment in some regard for like what you did there and like especially you're all beefed up now <laughs> you do you do not look like danny shire from high school <laughs> like like I'm sure high school Danny Shire would be like, really? That's what I would look like. Oh, I fantasize about yeah. beating the shit out of myself. <laughs> when I was in high school, right? Dude. And like, I, you know, there's there's got to be a lot of you know good reward in that feeling, especially since it's over now. Yeah, yeah, and I've made I've made some really good friends. Um, my buddy that I was visiting in Louisville today, he's actually, um, he was actually in the Marines with me and like went to boot camp with me. And so we're just talking about like all the fucking stupid shit that happened in boot camp. Cause boot camp was the funniest fucking place. I was not allowed to laugh at. Um, really? Yeah. Cause, cause the drill instructors, like they just stay like roasting fucking recruits and everything. Yeah. It's just like uh stupid ass fucking shit would happen. There was, there's this dumbass kid named Smith. And every time he was on Firewatch, he was the first shift. They would come in and fuck with him. So yeah. we all wouldn't fall asleep immediately. We'd all listen in. And like one time he was like, Hey Smith, He's like, hi, sir. He's like, who's your, who's your series commanding officer? He's like, this recruits series commanding officer is series commander Captain Dillon, sir. He's like, okay, all right, Smith, good, good, good. <laughs> who's your, who's your series commanding officer? So same question. Yeah. He just stressed series like yeah. it was different. 
<laughs> and he goes, uh, there's a group doesn't know, sort of everybody, everybody's like, oh my fucking right. God. <laughs> He's like, y'all supposed to be asleep. <laughs> and they would just stay fucking with him and like a couple of other guys. Um, they, I remember uh, Smith was on Firewatch one time. One of the drone instructors from a different fucking platoon came down and started fucking with him and was like, would you, would you rather, or, uh, passed by Smith, uh, goes to this kid named Paris that's in, that's in the head next to my buddy McBroom. And he was like, Hey Paris. And Paris was like the fucking <laughs> the piece of shit of our platoon. He was that guy. Nice. Um, and I started fucking, uh, pretty sure this kid, uh, actually he told us that he was autistic, um, but his uncle was a sergeant major and made sure that he got in because he thought it would make a man out of him. And it was, he was just oh, like the biggest fuck. piece of shit. I could not stand this kid. He saw me out in the fleet later on and he was like, Hey, Shar. I was like, don't fucking talk to me. Paris. Don't look at me. I do not like you. <laughs> like, you're a piece of shit. Dude. Don't, don't look at me. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a name for sure. <laughs> and, and they, so he comes out and he starts, he starts fucking with this kid, Paris, and he pushes him and McBroom together. So they're facing each other. And he takes off their, their like canteen belts and he makes it into one big canteen belt, puts it around both of them. Um, so they're like belted together, takes off their glow straps, makes one big glow strap, puts it around them to like makes them together that way too. Yeah. Starts fucking with their pocket buttons, buttons their pockets together. Um, and the whole time he's asking Paris these stupid fucking questions. Yeah. He was like, all right, if your dick was, if your dick was one inch inside your mom. <laughs> And your dad's dick was one inch inside of you. Would you go back or forward? Oh, <laughs> so God. This crew doesn't want to answer. So he's like, no, 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 that's not an option. You got to choose, parents. Oh, God. And no matter what he'd said to any of these fucking questions, he'd be like, oh, God, Paris, that's disgusting. <laughs> like, you would intentionally put him in these situations where he had no good answer. And oh, he'd just be shit. like, God, Paris, you're fucking disgusting. Oh I can't my believe God, can't dude. believe you'd go one inch further inside your mom or some <laughs> shit like that. And eventually eventually he puts them all fucking like they are all buttoned together. Their blouses are buttoned together, their cargo pockets are partner uh buttoned together, their shoulders are buttoned together, he flips their fucking their cover, their hats inside out, flips them, like puts them on their head, and just says disgusting and like walks away <laughs> and then goes up to smith who's on oh the long book and he's like i want you to write all that down <laughs> he goes oh sorry he's like would you rather shoot spaghetti out of your fingertips every time you sneeze or fart <laughs> popcorn he's like this recruit would choose the popcorn or this recruit likes popcorn or something he's like, shut the fuck up <laughs> and walked what out the fuck and my buddy told me that shit in the morning because i was passed out at the time yeah i cracked the fuck up um, dude so like okay so it's like some of the leadership is it seems very performative they're they definitely take great joy in fucking with people yeah but it's like you're not allowed to, to you're not allowed to to have fun you're not allowed to join in you're not allowed to like appreciate it you you shut the fuck up and you do what you're told and you're just like tormented and hazed but um, like what if it's funny you're not allowed to laugh are you 
They fuck you up if you laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Oh, dude. Uh, That'd they, be so hard. They <laughs> would do this shit called IT, which is uh, essentially fucking... It was either push-ups or, or fucking jumping jacks or pull-ups or fucking... It was It was literally you work out until they're, they're tired. Yeah. And they wouldn't be working out. They'd be like fucking like uh, my fucking drill instructor Sasson Perez would have the sheet that said what he wasn't allowed to make us do and he would read off that sheet and make us do all those things and then he would <laughs> use that sheet of paper that laminated like fucking cardstock and would, would like motion us up and motion us down and motion us up and motion us down and oh just my like god when we would get really sweaty he would take us outside and have us roll around in the sand pit and the sand pit is where these uh in in fucking on on the east coast that's where these things called sand fleas live. Yeah. And these sand fleas would literally, like, eat us, and we were not allowed to scratch. We weren't allowed to, like, slap them off or anything because they got to eat. Or we got to eat, so they get to eat. And so they would just, like, we would be eaten alive what? by these fucking bugs. We weren't allowed to put on bugs or anything. We just had to, like, sit there and, like, feel them crawling on our face and, like, biting our face and everything. And it was just... It was just what the fuck? A fucking nightmare. So, so one time we we're getting IT'd out in the sand pit and everything, covered in fucking sand, sweaty as fuck, just miserable, being eaten alive. And then you're supposed to say, "I sir." That's like, that's an acknowledgement of a command. Yeah. So push ups, we'd be like push ups, I sir. Fucking one, two, three, one, one, two, three, two, one, two, and just fucking like you had to stay and count. And if you didn't, they would come over and like fucking harass you and like all right i got your ass later like don't worry don't worry when lights go down like i got your ass and uh so you'd be like fuck me dude i guess i gotta push up yeah. so, <laughs> so i don't get fucked right. up later uh and instead of saying i served uh this this black guy named walker he and diawara uh this other black guy um they started saying they started saying yes massa oh, <laughs> and this drill instructor who's puerto rican yeah heard them and he goes, he goes, what the fuck did you just say, Walker? He's like, that's the curse that I said. He goes, no, the fuck you did not. <laughs> and so we were on the bus to the range later that day. Like normally, normally we had to hike, but I think it was like pouring too bad for us to hike. So we're on the bus and all of our fucking, all of our assault packs or backpacks are on, on our laps and we're all just like sitting down. And he was like, some of these recruits want to be racist and so i'm looking around i'm expecting it to be like the fucking seven of us that are from kentucky or the bunch yeah. of good old boys from tennessee and i'm like god what what we fucking do right and he was like it doesn't matter what color you are to the marine corps you're all green you may be dark green you may be light green you're green you're all equally worthless <laughs> like, uh, uh, air force general is quoted yeah. uh in the 70s he said the marine corps doesn't have a problem with racism because they treat everyone like they're black <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so Diora, Diora oh is literally God. born in Africa. Yeah. Um, I forget. He was born in one of the French-speaking countries. Moved to Paris when he was like a kid. Yeah. And then was getting his citizenship, American citizenship, through the Marine Corps. And he pipes up and he's like, "This recruit was not racist." He's like, "Shut the fuck up, Diora! You racist piece of shit!" And I have like, I have the handle for my backpack in my mouth, and I'm biting down, trying not to laugh, because I'm dying. He's like, "This recruit's not racist." He's like, "Diora!" I said, "Shut the fuck up!" Like, this recruit has a white girlfriend, and he just comes over. He's like, "Diora, shut the fuck up!" And everybody's like, mm. <laughs> Oh my god, dude. Like, that seems like, 
it seems like it's so ridiculous going to put uh, the kind of shit that they put you through at some point like you just got to laugh right it, like it was like the other day out i fucking i i uh go to EKU um and i was skating to my car it was pouring rain uh i long i longboard all over campus cuz a lot of my classes are distance out and it's just yeah. it's just like convenient for me and i like doing it um skating back to my car it was pouring fucking rain and i was like i'm gonna go to my car before i go to my me- next class because i may have an umbrella and if i don't i definitely have a hoodie in there yeah so i'm getting fucking drenched in rain right before i get to there i hit a huge puddle just all yeah. fucking goes over me finally get to my car there's no umbrella there's also no hoodie and i just start laughing <laughs> you're right like, i can't yeah. fucking do shit about this dude. right like god damn this is a fucking yeah mess, it's like damn it i get back, all is wrong i get to the class i skate to the class get there as soon as possible sit down in class the minute i sit down i'm fucking drenched yeah the rain stops oh of course <laughs> the fucking sun comes out yeah. and i just crack up like a maniac yeah. dude and people are like what's wrong with you i was like nah, it's not raining anymore yeah. it's fucking, fucking, <laughs> it is fucking funny it, huh? it only it only poured yeah. from when i left class to when i got to class it, dude like going through that much trauma where at the end of it all like you all really rely on each other and like are working towards a common goal like you just gotta at some point, you just got to laugh, right? Like, there's probably some really funny shit that happens. I mean, rolling around in a sand pit, getting eaten alive by bugs. They, like, you, you could sit there and be like, this sucks. Like, But, like, there's no limit to how bad it sucks. At some point, you're like, what the fuck? So, <laughs> like, so in boot camp, uh, in marine boot camp, we only have letters. And we only get letters every once in a while kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we could only have so much time to respond to letters. We get an hour every, quote-unquote, an hour every night. Uh, a square way time we're supposed to fix our uniform and if we want to write letters we can but they would always make sure that we had to dump all our personal items so that we would spend the whole hour like picking our shit back up and finding out what was ours <laughs> so we would never really have time to write or anything so there were, there wasn't a lot of contact with the outside world um and when it was it was only like a letter's worth so we wouldn't really know what was going on yeah like we heard little wayne died we thought that was real um, we heard that the Malaysian flight uh, 157 or whatever disappeared. Yeah. We thought that was fake. Um, Taco <laughs> Bell started serving breakfast. We thought that was fake. Um, and it was just like uh, a couple other celebrities died, and we didn't know if that was real or not. Um, but we were in the, the theater one day, and they were uh, we would go through all these Marine history classes, and it was like it was literally like a fucking like jerk-off session for Marines. And it was like, Marines yeah. went over here, fucked these people up. Marines went over here, fuck these people up. There were seven Marines on this island when the Japanese came and they sunk a whole boat, like yeah. just seven of them, and they killed like sixty people. Like they fucking, <laughs> and we we're like, yes, dude, yes, yeah, fuck them up, Marines. Like, yeah, we were fucking. Uh, we were here. We pushed through Europe. Like we fucking conquered the Pacific. Pushed through Vietnam. Chosen Reservoir. Like all this stuff, and it yeah. was just like, yes, yes, yes. And then one of the drone instructors comes over, whispers. To one of the, to the chief drill instructor teaching the class, and he goes, "All right, folks, um, we have some news. Um, North Korea and America have officially gone to war." And we we're like, "Oh, oh shit! Oh shit! I know that most of y'all didn't sign up for this, so now we're gonna give you all the chance. If you do not want to be a part of this war." The door is right there. We will get you processed out. Because we don't want you. If you don't want to be in combat. Yeah. You're no use to us at all. You're a liability. Yeah. We don't want you. So if you don't want to be here, if you don't want to go to war, if you don't want to kill for your country, get outside right now. We'll get you separated. We'll get you the fuck off this island. Yeah. I didn't go. 
but there was a decent amount of people that got up and left. <laughs> go outside, and we just hear screaming. <laughs> we didn't go to war with North Korea. It was just a test, and everybody yeah. that went outside got fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah, dude. Oh, and we just my. Hear, oh, dude. I said, I want They're all fucking like, they come back in like an hour and a half oh, later. My just fucking God. dead inside. <laughs> I was like, damn, dude, you should have gone to war with North right. Korea. <laughs> dang it's like nope you can't even leave we were all we were all sitting inside and it was like it we were so fucking tired at that point like they always made sure we got seven eight hours of sleep yeah but like the amount of physical activity that we did we were just fucking dead on our feet a lot of the time so in the theater when we were sitting down like yeah not enough not enough yeah, yeah we called it bobbing for cock yeah <laughs> so, Right. So people would take like the little Purell hand sanitizer that we had, and they would like put it in their eyes so they wouldn't like fall asleep. Oh my! Yeah. Jesus that was also Christ. the way we got rid of pink eye when it was going around. Dude, that is that's insane. <laughs> that that's insane. insane. How long was boot camp? Thirteen weeks. It's even worse if you like break an arm because then you get stuck there and you're still not considered a person. You still got to speak in third person. <laughs> and like people, like I heard stories of people that they were there for like a year. Oh my god! And, and they couldn't go home. They why? Because they, they got injured. Because they got injured. Because they would they wouldn't be able to go home on convalescent leave, so they would just be stuck there, and just like trying to heal, but also being treated like a piece of shit. Uh, yeah. Only able to read certain books um, and only able to to like call their family like once a week for five minutes. Jesus. That's and so when I when I broke my arm when I was on boot leave, um, I think this is like shortly after after um, that one party uh, that was thrown. Uh, I want to say was it Moe's? Yeah, that's where I live too. Yeah. Yeah, the it condo? was a crazy fucking yeah, party. Yeah, we, we threw some wild parties at that condo. Yeah, it was, it was packed as yeah. fuck there. Yep. Uh, but that was, my best friend was there, and he was like, he was like, hey, we gotta go. I was like, I'm having a good time. Why do we have to leave? He was like, some girl just asked me my name, and I told her it was a secret. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta fucking bounce, right. dude. I can't yeah. believe I just said right. that shit. <laughs> I was like, all right, you go to the car. I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna party on for a little bit, and then yeah. I'll join you. Um, but after that, we went out skating, and I fucking I hit I hit a fucking rut in the sidewalk and fucking ate shit and broke my arm. So when I went down to Lejeune for combat school, I wasn't able. Like they're like, all right, we're gonna do a test to make sure you're good to go to like fucking combat school. Do three push-ups, and I literally get in the position, and my my arm just immediately folds. And I eat shit. And yeah. They're like, okay, you are not good. Like, yeah, something's it's like, that is arm, not it. Fucking, nope broken arm i had a rotary head fracture on my elbow it took like fucking it took like 10 uh 10 weeks to heal yeah so i was there for an extra amount of time oh so i watched all the people i went to boot camp with go on and graduate soi with the school of entry or fucking just combat school and go on to their jobs kind of thing and i was like wow what the fuck i'm here stuck and i was only able to go out uh, i think i only got to leave base once during fourth of july and we went to like uh emerald isle or some shit like damn that. But it was just like yeah it was just like being trapped and like i i i ended up getting in trouble because i fucking uh forgot about one of my appointments uh for physical therapy and that lady that was there was a bitch dude. yeah we were doing physical therapy and she was like stretching my arm out and like it was going to to like places that it wasn't ready to go yet and it was literally at that point in time it was the worst pain of my life and i was like grabbing like like almost denting the table like i was grabbing yeah. so hard and she was like oh i know it hurts doesn't it 
I'm like, mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, I really don't care. I was like, you're a piece of fucking yeah, what's shit, what lady. You? Fuck you. Is everybody here just heartless? Yeah, she wasn't even a Marine, dude. She was oh some fucking like, civilian that they came on, that they brought on to fucking just do physical Probably therapy. had some crazy vengeance against Marines. Yeah. I think her wife Got was fucked over. Some, some fucking stupid ass shit. Jesus she Christ. Hold on. I got to pee really bad. Yeah, Go no right back. Giant, just <laughs> yeah, we'll fix it in post. No, I don't do anything in post. I literally <laughs> just like go, all right, here's, here's just three hours of unfiltered content and then just post it straight on there. But, um, yeah, I remember seeing you here and there. Just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I would only come home every so often, like maybe once a year or something. Yeah. Um, and I would always try and stop by. I couldn't smoke with you all. Right, um, right. I actually didn't. Because they would drug test us every weekend. Or yeah. like every Monday we would get drug tested. Imagine. So it was just like... Um, a couple of my buddies actually fucking uh, popped for, for shit. And it was just like... What are you going to do? I knew a guy that was... Uh, got in trouble because he sold uh he had a fucking he had a whole sheet of acid oh (laughs) shit caught his ass with it It dude i think the last thing i'd want to do while in the marines is psychedelics like i imagine like was he doing acid like he said he was doing it because uh it wouldn't pop up on drug tests because it goes in your like spinal cord yeah like the only way to to test and see if you've actually been on lsd is yeah spinal tap spinal tap yeah which is illegal because it has a risk of yeah um, like it, it has, it's not illegal, but it, you have to give your consent. Yeah. For it, because it does it's have like a medical have a procedure risk of, of yeah. paralyzing you if they yeah. if they fuck up placing the needle in. Um, but also, why would you want to do acid or any psychedelics while you're going through that? Uh, I don't know, man. Like, he oh was a my god, weird fucking kid. He ended up uh, attempting suicide. They found him uh, yeah. with his, uh, with his like, uh, not his wrist cut, but this vein right here. Yeah. Because um, he was super vascular, and that was the big one that he chose. Uh, that cut, and then he had the Bible app on his phone pulled up. He ended up getting uh, indoctrinated into a cult shortly before that. Wow. Um, <laughs> and then the 
he was he was talking to fucking somebody about something, and then one of the fucking staff sergeant was like, "What the fuck is that bitch's deal? Why the fuck is he yeah. complaining?" I was like, "Well, he got indoctrinated into a cult. Yeah, just tried to kill himself. Um, <laughs> he's getting NJP. Uh, NCIS is still investigating him. They took all his phones and everything. He doesn't have any technology. His wife is leaving him <laughs> for some dude that she met on right. Call of Duty uh, on Xbox Live." <laughs> Uh, she's taking his dog. Uh, he just crashed his car. And he's like, Jesus fucking Christ. He's just like, give this guy a break. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, just be, be a little understanding for this guy. Yeah, I, I that just doesn't seem like an experience I'd want to be doing just tripping in. Like, I, you'd be too self-reflective at that point. Because that's the whole point of that. It seemed like to just completely dissolve yourself. Just yeah, kill. Dude, especially if you had like ego death or something. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine. Right. I still haven't had an ego death. I'm working on it. I haven't either, actually. Thank God. But no, so it was the first time you tried psychedelics after the mm-hmm. Marines? Yeah. So the first, the, the day I got out was the first day I smoked weed. I was I was dating this girl in California at the time, and she, huge fucking pothead. Um, I fucking met her on Tinder and, and picked her up at in Fontana, which is at like the foothills of LA kind of thing. Yeah. And she, she had a bunch of snacks, and she like put them in my, she sat down, put them in the, the seat of my car. And then her dog was out in the fucking um, road, and she's like, wait, let me put my dog inside. I was like, okay. Yeah. So she puts her dog inside. I make a three-point turn um, just so that when she comes back, I can fucking, um, I can, like, leave easily. And she runs after me. Like, I I look back, and she's sprinting after the car because she thinks I'm, she's so high and paranoid, she thinks I'm driving away with all of her snacks. <laughs> 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 so, so we went Damn. to this this mountain in California and fucking uh, got on top of it, and that's where I lit my first joint and smoked it. Nice. Yeah, now I'm, now I'm a fucking pot. Pot smoking bug, yeah. dude. Do you think it, do you think it helped you? Did you, did, like, okay, so I started pretty early. So, and I remember the first few times I got high, and it was, it's just awesome right just great but like you i mean at that point you were what like 22 23 20 22 uh, 22 right. and yeah. after going through all that shit man it's like how yeah, do you feel I'm, so i'm i'm a i'm a social smoker i'm a social uh, a social drinker i don't yeah. do it unless i'm with other people yeah yeah um just because it's not as fun. It that's that's true. Yeah, I'm, yeah. And I'm such I'm such a social person. Psychedelics kind of like let me figure out why I was such a social person because I'm one of five kids, and so like if I wasn't talking, then I wasn't having any attention paid to me. Yeah. yeah. And so growing up with with four siblings, right? They were always doing stuff, and my parents would always complain about them doing stuff, and so I never did any extracurriculars. Cause I would always hear them complaining and they would always complain to me yeah. about having to drive my siblings to soccer practice or band camp <laughs> or ROTC or all this shit. And I was yeah. just like, well, I'm not going to do that. Cause clearly you hate it. Otherwise right. you wouldn't fucking bring it up. <laughs> and, uh, just because of that, just because I would like make friends so easily because yeah, I always, I lived out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Well, yeah. I mean like going, going back again to high school, like Danny, you were definitely that guy that, did crazy shit and everyone was like oh my god like you remember the time me you and jared we we just had a stint of just like well me and jared had a stint of just eating 
Yes, shit. dude. We <laughs> ate fucking ranch mints. Yeah. <laughs> we ate right. fucking grape stems and grape then orange vines. peels. Yeah. And then uh, banana peels at one point, too. It was this weird thing Jared yeah, and I Mr. did. Yeah, it was race class. And we right. Fucking, Jared would fucking torture Mr. McDavis or Mr. McDavid. He would call him the wrong one. The, the <laughs> substitute that looked like a sea turtle. <laughs> he would be like, I'm so Mr. McDavis. He'd be like, Mr. McDavid. He'd be like... <laughs> That's what I said, Mr. McDavis. Uh, what do you think about like, just like do some stupid ass shit and just like piss oh. him off for no fucking reason? Oh, dude, we talked about that yesterday. Mr. Ray's class was like the when Jared and I really <laughs> Sensei became Ray. Sensei dude. Ray. Dude, that was such a bad. We were so we bad. We were pieces of we shit. We were so bad. Do you remember when um when it was Chris Nazer? and he goes to spit his gum from the back of the class into the trash can? He goes. And it ends up in this girl Mackenzie's hair. And she was like, and had this gum stuck in her hair. And Miss yeah. Donovan came in. Yeah. And she was like, Chris, what'd you do? And he was like, I spent my gum in the trash can, but it landed in her hair. And Will Ristow goes, Miss Donovan, he didn't mean no harm. And Miss Donovan was an English teacher, so she goes, You just said a double negative? You just said that he did mean harm. Let's oh, go, God. Chris. You're going to save it. Oh my god. <laughs> Took his ass out of the fucking Dude, class. Will Ristow was another one. I remember so explicitly because like he would dip in class all the time, right? And Jared would dip. And like eventually Jared got me to dip. And like that was a horrible habit to have for a while in yeah, high dude, school. Yeah, dude, I remember us all right. playing fucking card games in class. Yeah. And fucking y'all all had like Mountain Dew bottles. You got all the recycling. I, I never dipped in school. I was never that guy. But like, I remember looking over at Will one day and he had just completely great wall of China at his whole mouth and just like pouches just straight across uh. both top and bottom. And I just, you look over and he smiles. <laughs> just brown <laughs> fucking sandpaper. Just in his mouth, and I laughed so hard. I was like, look at this motherfucker. That's another guy that's just like, wow, what a name. He was... Fucking I, Chris, Chris Nazer's apparently like a fucking uh, festival head now. Really? I think he's a kid. Fuck. Yeah. There's I know. a couple people that got kids now, and I'm just There's like... There's plenty of people that got kids, and it's like, yikes. Yeah, fucking... Uh I'm still a kid, dude. Like that's what I, I'm saying, I, right? I'm a fucking, I'm immature as shit. Dude. It's as I just like I decided one day I'm just gonna buy some podcast equipment and talk to my friends and record it. Like I'm not ready to Sick, have a child, dude. right? Like I am not. I'm too short sighted in my views to have a child right now. And it's just, I mean, all all power to them that do, but like, I mean, if that's if that's what you want to do, if yeah. that's what you're like, because it does give people par- purpose, and like, there's definitely like a biological need, yeah, to to reproduce. Like, it's not, it, it, I, I wouldn't be here if people didn't fuck. Like, yeah, like, right, yeah, like, I'm not looking down on it, but at the same time, oh, I, I could never see myself in that situation. Right I want to be, I want to be a dad. Every time my dad would do some stupid shit, I'd be like, oh, whenever I'm a dad, I'm not gonna do. Yeah. I'm going to be a better dad than my dad kind of thing. I love my dad to death, but he would do shit to me, and I'd be like, no, nah, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, you don't fucking treat me like that kind of thing. Right. But at the same time, I'm not ready to be a fucking dad. Yeah, that's the that's thing. It's like, if you're not ready, you go into it, you're going to, like, build up weird resentments against your kids. Like, yeah. if, if you if you I could have really been not... a star! Right, exactly. <laughs> I you ruined been, my life. I could have been the next Joe Rogan. <laughs> Just, 800 pound silverback gorilla right. comes out of the trees. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's 
so like i yeah that's that, it's a scary thought really but can you believe we're like kind of close to our 10-year high school anniversary yeah dude i was thinking like, about that the other day it was it's been so we started high school in what 2008 2009 right yeah yeah 2009 yeah yeah so it's been 11 years since we started high school yeah that's fucking nuts. I, I didn't go to the five-year anniversary. Uh, I did. You did? Yeah. Uh, I know Chaz went, um, and, but I thought it was just going to be like a bunch of a fucking, bunch of fucking academy kids, like, jerking each other It kind of was, but, I mean, it, it was pretty chill. Like, it was, it's weird, man. It's weird getting back with that same exact mm-hmm. group of people. It's like, whoa. Like, it, it's just like a, you kind of go back to those same habits, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. So they did. Uh, they did some studies, and they like study people's brains when they talk to their friends and everything. So they figured out that you have a different personality. Yeah, you're a different person, different yeah. mannerisms, different habits, and everything depending on who you're around. Yeah, and this is also true. Like that is completely different person from who you are by yourself. Yeah, and so it's super interesting the way that like when two people that used to be like super close like reconnect and they're just like back like fucking right. like snap back to reality yeah. <laughs> like fucking you know that happens to me across languages too because i'm a different person oh, when i speak japanese switch. yeah mm-hmm. so like i go to japan and like part of it is because when i'm jap when i speak japanese and i'm a japanese version of myself i am just stupider because i don't know as many words in japanese as i do in english and like realistically i can speak it just fine i can communicate but like, there's a lot of jargon that like I can't really talk about. I really don't understand. I couldn't talk when about I'm, politics when I'm or anything Spanish, like that. I have an IQ of fifty. Exactly. So like, yeah. I, I I can understand, but it's only after people walk away and I'm like, hey, I know what they said. Right, <laughs> it's right. Like the conversation's just, already over. It just took me a minute. Yeah. But like now that you mention it, yeah, yeah. So it's an interesting thing to study personality like across different situations. Do you think your personality, honestly, like I don't feel like you're too much different from before and after marines but do you think that changed your personality at all Mm, i definitely feel like more confident about some things yeah and um i don't know i'm i'm more i'm more experienced like now i've been to i think i've been to 45 states in like 20 countries damn so uh i've i've met a shit ton of people i've done i've done a shit ton of crazy things yeah um I've almost died several times. Right. And, then, and you're, what, 25? Next week I will be. Yeah, yeah. Just so, like, that's got to, that's definitely got to, I mean, like, I went the college route and had similar instances of, like, meeting people and doing this and that, but not, like, life-threatening or that much traveling or that much stress. You're, like, you're missing out. Did I tell you? Yeah. Okay, so, um, <laughs> remember, remember that New Year's at, I remember seeing you at McCarthy's. I was like you and Jared Robinson. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, so, I do. So I'm super social and drunk. I was drinking with Tommy Norman a lot at that point in time because I was just back to Lexington. So I get super fucked up. I don't think I was smoking too much at that point in time. I was just I was just getting fucked up. This is 2018. Yes. New Year's. Yeah. 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 I was faded. Dude, they, they had uh, this unlimited champagne at Bourbon on Rye. Sick. I probably had 17 glasses of champagne before I saw you that night, before midnight. Like, so uh, Tommy Norman used to make these things called Tokyo Teas. Yeah. And it's all the liquor from LIT. So vodka, triple sec, uh, gin, and rum, and that's 75% of the drink. 
Yeah. The other quarter of the drink, this isn't a full 20 ounce glass, the other quarter of the drink is Smirnoff Sour, which is 35% alcohol, and then there is a single ice cube in it. <laughs> and we had like three of those, and then we went to McCarthy's. Oh my God. And so we're, we're throwing shots, it's me, him, Michael DeJesus, and some other people. And he was like trying to introduce me um, to girls, like, so I could kiss him on New Year's because I was beyond fucked up. I couldn't speak for myself at that point. But whenever he would like introduce me, <laughs> she'd be like, My name's fucking, uh, like, sarah or whatever be like hi my name's daniel and then i would turn to the person next to her and i introduce myself and then i work my way around the entire fucking bar (laughs) i introduce myself to everybody at the bar completely forgot what i was doing kind of (laughs) um ended up ended up seeing you shortly after seeing you blacked out i come back to i don't remember if you were with me at the time we went to tally Tally ho yeah yeah so i come back to a tally hose i'm surrounded by uh you maybe jared and a shit ton of uh, academy kids yeah i think ned katz was there right and fucking calvin parkin and i was like oh you got like fucking snap back to reality there's all these people that are were in the academy were rich smart kids and i was like oh you guys think you're so much better than me because you're rich and smart <laughs> right. and you're not you're not you know i don't give a fuck about your money and they're like where is this coming from right. like you were you were perfectly fine right. two seconds ago i was like you know what fuck you dude uh, you can take this fucking this pensation gift card only has six cents on it. i'm not gonna fucking here's ten dollars of chick-fil-a here's fucking 15 yeah Subway. fuck you yeah you and gave I me got a gift up card and I yeah <laughs> walk out dude and i i black out again i come back and i'm on fucking train tracks on a bridge oh my god there's a train coming towards me and i can either jump off the bridge or i can climb up the the barbed wire fence yeah on the other side which goes up like 10 feet in the air and i was like fuck it i'm i'm i don't know what the fuck's down there i'm climbing yeah and so i climb up to the top and i get stuck on like i lay down get stuck like all the barbed wire gets fucking tangled in my clothes oh my god train passes by and like 10 minutes goes by and i'm too drunk i don't have the dexterity necessary to untangle myself from the barbed wire and i was like i think i'm gonna freeze to death up here like i think i'm gonna fucking die and so i just end up just rolling off and it just shreds my fucking pants i ripped a huge fucking hole all the way from my uh from like the bottom of my shin all the way up to my crotch in my pants and it was just hanging down dragging in the ground fucked up my my big heavy winter coat and i was just like walking walking through this apartment complex trying to get to somewhere i could call an uber from holy shit dude yeah dude it's It's, i i had no idea because i totally remember that night and seeing you i was faded though like i was sufficiently faded because like (laughs) okay so all that happens right i'm like 17 glasses of champagne deep you buy me a beer actually you bought me a beer we we, we drank we drank a bud light together um no no yeah right yeah it's like i barely have that thought um i don't even black out the whole time like i'm fine but i'm fucked up right not drinking water anything we go back home i fall asleep and i wake up and i'm like oh fuck ah shit here it goes so i like i go to the bathroom i'm just like all right all right that's it i sit on the toilet i'm just like i'm just gonna sit here and just like rock back and forth and it's like whatever happens happens at least i'm here but then like an hour goes by and like i'm i'm done i'm like i'm like oh maybe i'm good maybe it's like all the worst of it's gone right maybe it's just like this fine so i get up and i go back to my bed and i literally i'm like i fall down in my bed and i'm just like nope <laughs> it's like as soon as i touch it i'm just like nope so like and like as soon as you sit down everything starts spinning and yeah like, and then it, it, it's coming immediately too like it is coming right now so i grab the trash can that's in my room 
and I bring it over and I fucking vomit and I yak all over it, right? And just like completely just everything I had in me just multiple times, probably like 13, 14 times I just throw up. And um, this trash can is completely mesh metal. (laughs) (laughs) So there's just vomit everywhere, all over myself, all over my sheets, everything. It's just like... All of it's fucked, dude. I'm just like, oh, fuck. So <laughs> I, I just grab it, right? Okay, and the place we were living at had no central heating, right? It was 47 degrees in my room with the window closed. I was oh, under blankets. Shit. Like, I had a heater that could bring it up to, like, 55 was, like, the oh, max. Yeah. So uh, I throw the, God, the trash can out the window, <laughs> and it's just open, and it's freezing cold in here i'm like gathering my sheets just cleaning myself up just miserable as shit and yeah that trash can still exists in that same exact place to this day oh shit you know why because the house that we lived in i'm pretty sure we got mega scammed i'm pretty sure some dude just like claimed to have owned this house on zillow Mm -hmm. and rented it out to three idiots because it was really (laughs) cheap yeah. No central heating or cooling, none of it. Like a- everything just falling apart. Mario's room, the vent literally led to the outside. Was that when you, Mario, and Jared were all living together? Yeah. Okay, I've, I've been to that house. I know where that is. Yeah, and then and then we moved here. After that, that that house was a complete nightmare. Who like, are you? Who are you living here with? Uh, Mario and Josh Green. Okay. Yeah. So I haven't, I haven't seen Josh Green in a while. I haven't seen him since fucking. Uh, Colton's, Colton's yeah. party. I remember he had books, and I was like, "What the fuck's up with those books?" And he opens it up, and it's full of pot. And I was like, "Oh uh, yeah, wow. he still oh, okay. he still uses that too to this day, man." <laughs> I was like, "Josh, this is a party, dude." When he Except Josh, Josh is probably like 120 pounds lighter than the last I, time. I yeah, saw I saw he's lost a yeah. shit ton of weight. Right. I only had I only had one class with him before I dropped out of it because it was advanced math, and I was yeah. like, "I don't feel like doing this." I'm yeah. gonna go back to Coach Torrance's fucking class and watch Mighty Ducks instead of learning geometry. There you go. Uh, but uh before i left i remember kelsey went up uh kelsey god i can't remember her fucking name she was a twin um uh, kelsey and maybe that was her name i don't know moran kelsey moran yeah so she goes up and she does a math problem and josh goes kelsey do you have a mirror in your back pocket she goes no why and he goes because i can see you see myself in your pants <laughs> and we all fucking lose our fucking minds dude no way yeah, what the fuck dude thinking, that's the kind of shit that josh would do in high school that was so funny like he would just say the most absurd shit just with no no pretense whatsoever do you remember eli perry yes Oh, what an anomalous person! I don't know what he's doing these days, I have no dude. Like he, I, I never knew what to make of Eli Perry, right? <laughs> Eli'd be like in the middle of fucking class and be like, "Trick <laughs> <laughs> squad, bro!" <laughs> and the fucking teacher would be like, right? "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "I put rims on her." <laughs> like, Eli, what are you talking about? And he's like. Rim job. <laughs> <laughs> he's a meme lord, dude. He's just a walking meme all the time. I remember Mario punched him in the nuts in the middle of the cafeteria, right? 
like literally punch him in the nuts and Eli didn't flinch. <laughs> Eli just straight up just laughed. His like favorite shirt was yeah. one with like his face on it. Right. It was like a family portrait on a fucking long white t-shirt. Oh my god. Eli said the greatest shit. What happened to him? I know. I think he like he would always comment weird shit on Facebook and I was like, alright Eli. It's, you know, it's getting like, weird. Yeah. yeah. It's like you shouldn't have a platform. Your platform should be the school cafeteria, and that's it. No, oh, but he was so funny. I saw I saw a fucking Henry Clay's cafeteria in a vine where some girl. It was like the caption was like the new Sharkeisha, and this this girl got bitch slapped the fuck out, and I was like, damn, oh, I recognize that fucking class. <laughs> that, that looks familiar. Uh, looking up the new Sharkeisha, seeing if I can find it. And it asked me if I was talking about the new Shark Boy and Lava Girl, and I didn't know that was. <laughs> Is there another one? I wouldn't even be surprised I, at this I point. Hope not. Yeah, just let good things die, please. No, I can't fucking find it. Well, what are you gonna do? You ever, uh, you ever watch a guy named Mark Ribley? No. Who's that? So he's a, um, he's like a comedian, but he's also a, a like a funk artist, and he he will go into like breweries and stuff, and he'll perform, and he puts he puts like he has like a looper and everything, and he'll like play some instruments, and then he'll yeah. loop it, and he'll fucking make a whole song. Oh out. yeah, yeah, no, I've seen that guy. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "This is a this is a girls girls club, what, uh... Gary," and he's like, he's like, Are "You guys having sex in there?" And they're like, "Well, no." It's it's none of your concern, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they are having sex in there. And he's yeah. Like, oh, yeah, they're definitely having sex in there. Yeah. And he loops, he loops a fucking sound clip. And it's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. And he fucking turns it up. He's like, "Let me in. I'm trying to fuck." Yeah. And everybody in the audience just yeah. fucking loses their mind. I remember watching that at first, being like, "Is this a shit post?" And then he starts playing the beat. You're like, "Oh shit, what's going on?" What up, Mario? What up? What's up, buddy? Oh, hello, Danny. What's up? Oh. What were we talking about again? Fucking. Oh yeah, let me in. I'm trying to fuck. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That, that dude's a. He's a mastermind, man. He's he said, a straight improvs all that. Yeah, shit. He, yeah. He he does, and he said uh, he got like let go or fired or quit one of his jobs and. He was like, you know what, this is my hobby, but I'm going to try and do it full time. And he said he got famous, and now he never has to look for work. Now yeah. everybody's asking him, and I'm like, that's the fucking dream right that, there. Right? For real, though. So what are you uh, what are you studying at EKE right now? Uh, I want to be a high school English teacher. So I'm actually, um, I'm, I'm a writer. I'm working on a book right now. I've already yeah. written it. I'm just in the editing process uh, right now. Yeah. Uh, it's like a, a cross-country road trip to a music festival, stoner comedy Oh, okay. Uh, with like anti-suicide themes and stuff. Um, yeah. Because I've lost a couple of friends to suicide, um, and I just think it's like so preventable. Like. Yeah. Like it's it's so, it's we're all going through a lot of shit. Yeah. But, like, killing yourself <clears throat> only really puts an end to the potential for happiness that you can yeah. have later on. Right. And, um. Like it's just like one of the one of the characters is suicidal, but not really telling his friends about it, and it's just like uh, it all it all wraps up in the yeah. end of the book. But um, 
so I want to be I want to be a writer. I eventually want to turn it into a TV show or like a, yeah. a short series or something like that. Like because I feel like it's too long for a movie. Um, but um, when I took my creative writing class, the the professor was like one of my when I asked my professor. Yeah. Because she's she's an author as well. She uh, she was like I asked them what what jobs do writers have. And he was like, "Whatever pays the bills." <laughs> yeah. So, right. so I want to be an English teacher. I, I I figured out that I actually like teaching. Yeah. Um, when I was in the Marine Corps and had to teach my junior Marines and everything, I, I have a good sense of it. Yeah. Uh, I really like prioritize shit that I noticed that people didn't care about in high school. Like, if right. I didn't see a point to it, I wasn't gonna do it. Yeah. Right. And I think that's like super important. Um, I think being able to write and like effectively communicate your thoughts to somebody else. And even just like writing down, cause writing super therapeutic. Yeah. I think if more people did that, like yeah. you'd be a lot better off. Kind yeah. Of like for real. healthy communication is super difficult to learn. It's not like you take sex, right. you take sex ed in class, but in high school, but you never learn about like relationships. That's just kind of like, yeah, you figure out what to do and what not to do, but you end up hurting a lot of people in the process. Well, I mean, that's also natural. You can't yeah. really teach that. But like having like the exercise of writing definitely helps you organize your thoughts yeah. for sure and like forces you to articulate in the way. And um, I like, you know, part of the appeal of this podcast too is just to literally just talk and yeah. like that, like there's like, it's just not, have a conversation. There's not even like super much, that much pressure, but like when you have a mic and headphones, it feels different, mm-hmm. right? So like you, it, it's a performative thing and you have to really think about like how to articulate this point and like make the conversation flow and like, it's practice people need more of it because at some point when it because a lot of our interaction socially is on the internet and basically all text yeah and like a lot of people don't know how to communicate stuff and then that like disrupts their ability to communicate in real life i hate texting because it's super difficult to tell tone yeah and plus it's so short like it's not it's not practical to try to put you know a lot of like emotional context in text because it's like Unless you use emojis as well. Yeah, I had a girl ask me. She's like, what's your favorite emoji? I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's just like... Uh, None, dude. I don't give a fuck about right. emojis. Yeah, it's just... Uh, it's the... Eggplant. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> the Japanese flag. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so like... I like this because... You know, you just get to talk about anything. And... Oh who cares if anybody listens or not like it's gonna be out there yeah it's cool too because you, right. you have a record uh, i actually want to do like some some art bullshit and buy a recorder yeah and just keep it on me and keep it on at all times yeah and then after a whole year i want to like go through and like find everything and i want to like compile all the laughs and like i can see how much i laughed yeah in one year and how much like i i got in fights in one year and how much like I, literally I, count yeah, all the incidences yeah, literally just go through and just like look on how much how much i was quiet how much i talked like just yeah i think that'd be super interesting to find out well yeah just like sit down and recollect recollect a whole year of your life because mm-hmm. like the idea would be to like record it right yeah. and then not like listen to it until the year's done yeah. okay so yeah like sitting down and like taking time of your life to like relive your life exactly how it was and like how you could interpret it differently that'd be really interesting would you keep it on while you're sleeping too if you're some you might hear some mm. creepy shit apparently according to fucking roommates that i've had 
uh, I talk in my sleep. Uh, my brother said, not only do I talk in my sleep, but I have conversations with myself and different accents in my sleep. <laughs> and then I told that to my roommate in college. He's like, yeah, you do. You were singing the other night. It creeped me the fuck out. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck, dude? Oh, that might get weird. Imagine 365 nights of eight hours of that. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, just, Let me in. I'm trying to fuck. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's really cool. I think you should do it. Just compile those sounds. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to figure out. I'll probably have to buy like two recorders so I can charge one, and then yeah, always, always have one. You need a lot of memory. Cause like, oh, well, I need, I need two, and then I would have to like continually drain. I'm yeah. actually saving up right now to get a good PC. because uh, I just have a fucking shitty ass laptop, and every time it takes like twelve minutes for Blackboard to load, and I want to fucking hang myself. Yeah. Yeah, this Mac has really helped me for ever since I was in college. It's been really consistent. I don't have to think about anything. Comes GarageBand to record this on, and I'm like, sick. I'm not. I have no idea what I'm doing technically at all. Like I'm just figuring you fold, out. You fold the hell out of me. I I press the record <laughs> button and then it it you works out. You turned off the metronome. There we yeah right. There we go. And um, yeah, it's cool. It's really simple, and I just it's it's nice to be able to figure it out. Like I have music friends that really have figured out this whole sound mixing my, and all this my, stuff my best friends uh music producer he graduated yeah. from the lexington school of recording arts really um, he actually uh he makes his own music and then he actually produces for a couple of local artists really in the area and they actually have some really good fucking songs yeah um we were talking yesterday we were talking about jared's older brother and the Juice. one that went on american idol in a dress is that true <laughs> In seventh grade, he's like, "Hey, if y'all tune on, tune into American Idol tonight, you'll see my brother on there in a dress." Are you sure it wasn't his mom? And he was just trying to be funny because, like, uh, his mom was on American Idol, I think. I don't know. I'll have to ask him. It is yeah. Jared. That's I don't know. Jared the first, shit the for first sure. word he ever said to me was, "I'm Jared, savior of the galaxy." As he was passing our our fucking lunch line in middle school, and our teacher was like, "What the fuck?" Is and then the fucking like next conversation he had with me, we had in seventh grade we had five out of the six classes together. Yeah, I think the only one we didn't have together was band. And he ended up fucking head. Uh, he he ended up getting Zach Lightfoot to headbutt me, and I just like collapsed on the ground. <laughs> Zach Lightfoot was like a grown ass man right. in the fucking seventh grade classroom. Oh my god! I remember him fucking <laughs> him being in class, and he had that like teacher's aide with him. Yeah, and it was the old lady. And he muttered something under his breath. He was sitting next to a manual uh, tape, I want to say. Yeah. And and she's like, what did you say, Zach? And he goes, I say, fuck you, Emmanuel. He <laughs> <laughs> so starts beating the shit out of him. What? Dude, he had such a short fuse. That he dude did, was so dude. big. He was fucking. Oh, my God. I remember the... I remember playing him in football in middle school and being like, this dude's a maniac. Like, this <laughs> yeah, guy is trying to kill people nuts. out here. And then, like, I went into high school and we played f- football, too. But he, like, I think the first day of school, he got, like, expelled. <laughs> right? And it was because at football practice... Um, he was selling weed in middle school. So really? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he's, like, turned himself around pretty well at this point, sure. too. So, like, good for him. I don't know anything about him, though. But... In football practice, freshman year, um, things got chippy between him and this dude, DJ. And then we were, like, sitting in, um, 
whatever like before practice one day it was the first day of school it was before practice and we were sitting in the room and you know, we were gonna go over like the practice schedule and zach was like in front of me to the left and dj was behind me to the right and like they were somebody said something and then zach lightfoot just made some racist remark yeah and like they both stand up and yeah, i'm just his like family was super racist they yeah. made him cut his his hair because he grew it out into a fro really and they said that was hair right and he wasn't allowed to have it and they made him shave it so he came to school one day completely bald and we thought some dude had had jumped him yeah and taken his clothes oh my god because <laughs> we did not recognize him <laughs> at all and we're like who the fuck's that guy why, yeah. why is he wearing zach's fucking right. jacket <laughs> no way but yeah they like stood up right and like they were about to go straight at it and i'm like literally like under them and I was like, all right, boys, I'm just going to get out of your way because, like, I have nothing to do with this. And this is not me. And, like, eventually it's they calmed down. Yeah, it's like, this is 0% anything I got to deal with. Um, and uh, they eventually calmed down, but, like, then they got in a fight later that day. And then Zach got expelled. I, honestly, he was, he, would, he was an asset for the football team. I was really bummed in that regard because I was like, I want to I be on this guy's team. Uh, and see all the crazy shit he's about to do to these undersized freshmen in high school. Because he, yeah, like you said, he's a grown like ass. pounds in dude. ninth grade. Uh, yeah, and he was, his arms were like clubs. They were just so huge. And uh, as a lineman, unstoppable. You really have to mean it. And this guy has a deep-seated rage. <laughs> Very deep. Definitely got some anger issues. Yeah. You know what? You know what I fucking miss? What? JCL, dude. Oh, oh my God! I was thinking. I've been thinking about Mr. Golan a lot recently. He, he moved back to Australia. He did. I saw him a couple times after. Um, yeah, I would go. I would go to Henry Clay every once in a while to see yeah. snow, and I would run into fucking Golan. Golan, oh, Golan put up with so he did, much dude. Shit. We were fucking pieces of shit. He it, through all of that continued to try to make Latin class fun like how do you bring that energy to a class with like matt harris and brad pollard and thomas burchett and <laughs> ross thomas burchett. right like and ross ross ross, ross cook, cook rubbed his butt on everybody's <laughs> desk before <laughs> class every day he would just rub his butt everywhere well, <laughs> like, wallet <laughs> Remember, was it fucking Wibby, Zach Hamblin? We would yes. we would play fucking we would play the card game and and whenever like whenever you won you would get to make your own rule yeah and so every card we put down we had to say Wibby has a vagina <laughs> so we made we made him say it and he got so mad he fucking took a binder and slammed it on fucking Brad Pollard's head dude well, Wibby has a vagina so fucking mad. No, do you remember that JCL, the first year Wibby was there, we literally... <laughs> Wibby, Wibby, Womp! Because <laughs> <laughs> remember, everyone would have to file into the place, like, one school by one school, yeah. right? And it finally came to be our turn. We were, like, the second to last school to go on. And remember, we hoisted Wibby in the chair and ran around <laughs> the whole convention, like, three times. And John Paul went up to the... Grabbed the mic and was like, Diaboli! <laughs> <laughs> Before we took our seats. And everyone was like, what the fuck are these guys doing? I remember I, um, I was trying to get this girl 
to have my number and I was trying to do it in a cute way and I was second VP at the time and I wrote down on all the post-it notes, there was an entire stack and I filled it up with my name in parentheses, the cute one, and then I put my phone number. Yeah. And I gave the stack to her and I was like, hey, I need you to give these to every cute girl that you see. <laughs> and she did. Like, really? And so my phone was blowing up that <laughs> night. And uh, these uh, these girls were like, hey, come, come meet us. Uh, and it was like the next morning, they're like, come meet us. We're in the wax tablet. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I think I want, I want to say I sat down next to you or like somebody else from our class. And they're like, okay, which one are you? And I was like, look around. I'll be the one eating the wax. Oh my God. Do you remember when we, were you in our group when we got sold as slaves? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. we that had we had to fucking serenade people. Yeah, yeah. We Let had me to, see. You had I, to serve I, them. I want to see if I can find the pictures on Facebook because I, I fucking I remember looking through those. JCL was a time, man. It That's was, a it was so like wow, wow. What a great choice to be in Latin class because like no other language class had anything like it. I think I think we were were we both second VPs. Yeah, at one point, I think junior and senior year, leading the cheers and shit. <laughs> yeah dude like we were just really good at screaming yeah we would fucking just start screaming right um god we that we were really hated though by like everybody else all the other schools are like not allowed to talk to us what what an an iconic fucking picture right here let me see (laughs) yes covered in duct tape dude that shit was so painful to pull off oh my god there was like people would duck in and like look what's going on because we'd be screaming right and fucking duct tape off our bodies oh my god i was so lanky i'm like realistically the same build still i was i was skinny as fuck dude yeah i was i i'm 180 now i think i was like 120 or 130 in high school i was uh I'm like 167 right now. I'm like 150 in this picture, probably. But yeah. Wait, when did you... What years did you go to JCO? Uh, I want to say I went the the last two years I was in Latin. Last two? Mm-hmm. Man, the first two years were something wild, dude. Like, I, I think was the beginning... I think junior year, is that when Mason Womack got kicked out immediately? <laughs> Or smoking yeah. weed in this room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, re- I remember being in the room and it was like you, Tommy Norman, Michael DeJesus, and y'all took y'all opened the window. I'm pretty sure Mario was there too, or some yeah. shit, and fucking threw threw a bag full of like weed brownies and stuff outside onto the fucking like the roof that was like like you could grab it if you open the window. Yeah, and yeah, it, but yeah. It was like it was perfectly hidden. Right. Not, um, yeah, our first year. Um, was it was it me, you, and Michael and Tommy that played water polo? I think so. I definitely played water polo. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember that was the only one that we won. Yeah, <laughs> so it was like all of us were like, yeah. Right. And then, and then I ended up getting fourth on one of the tests, and I just bubbled in random answers, and I was like, uh. really? <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah. James Tui drew like a Christmas tree one year and got <laughs> got like an award for it. <laughs> we were like, what? Fucking. Uh. So sophomore year, uh, I. Uh, I was at the lunch table and it was like me, Chris Reese, and a couple other like fucking. Uh, Maybe we should clarify what JCL is real quick because oh, okay. that's uh, one of those things. It's like no, it's such a niche. Oh god! Thing. So so for junior was, classical yeah, league. Henry Clay was one of the few high schools um, that offered Latin as a language to learn, and so everybody that took Latin or Greek, mainly Latin, 
uh, in the state of Kentucky went to a thing called Kentucky Junior Classical League. And there's junior classical leagues for every state, and they actually meet up once every. There's like a national convention, years, yeah. yeah. And they all go up and like fucking jerk each other off and speak Latin to each other. But yeah. the state ones were just a huge fucking party, for and, real. And we just well, but it. some people took it seriously because there are certain positions that you can hold, and like <clears throat> it's like a giant hierarchical system that has like president, vice president, first, second vice president, secretary, treasury, all that stuff. And that's imitated in the schools as well. And that's like how the junior classical league is set up is you can kind of move up in ranks and then like get to the national part, whatever it is. Uh, but funny enough, as, yeah, Colin Smith, Colin Smith, yeah, like Colin became the president out of like the underdog school that nobody liked. Yeah, like everyone they hated, hated us. Dude. Everyone they were hated us. Kicked out. Yeah, we would all start the time. Shit and make no, it worse for us. I remember my sophomore year of going like. We were, that's, that's the year that we hoisted Wibby in a chair. I guess you weren't there for that. So like we literally hoisted Wibby in a chair and ran around the whole convention. And like, that's, you know, all the, and there was like shitheads that were in a grade above us, like football players, like Logan McVeigh and like that class of people. Um, so it was just really Brad Pollard and James Toohey and like all of them worshipped Logan McVeigh. They're yeah. like, when's Logan stopping by class? And Maggie's just going, like, <laughs> yeah. he's not. He's not <laughs> at this school anymore. And like, I miss Logan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. There that class just had so many funny moments in it. I remember during the final well, final one here, like it's just dead quiet. And Brad Pollard just bites into <laughs> some celery. celery. <laughs> yes, dude, I remember that shit. It was the loudest oh crunch, and it like reverberated <laughs> off the walls. And he's like, "Oh, he's like, oh. sorry." And <laughs> Mister Gold was like, "Mister Pollard, is that truly necessary oh. right now?" I remember he found one of his certificates and and found. <laughs> Ross Cook had written Tits McGee is the name. And he was so upset, dude. He gave us like a 20 minute lecture about respecting people's things. Oh my God. At some level, dude, Mr. Golan thought that that was funny on some level. Oh, for sure. On multiple things. I bet he fucking. There were, there were parts where we would break his fucking bearing. Like, yeah. like he would have to laugh. Like, we'd be playing fucking. Kirkus Maximus playing that <laughs> right. fucking he have the fucking horn like blaring out and you could hear it across the school. Um and I'm pretty sure he just took it off his bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And, and the uh, horn. Uh he would do like movie titles in Latin and you would try to guess them in English. Yeah. And we we would always be like if we didn't know it would be like Jaws four <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story Six and go like, No <laughs> No, it's not that. Oh my god, dude. He, there. We played so many games. Yeah, dude. Right? It was, it was honestly a fun as fuck class. And I don't know how I failed it one year, but I. Oh I my did, god. Dude. That uh... I didn't do any of the homework, but I didn't want to be in fucking. I didn't want to go through Virgil anyway. Um, yeah. So I, I was in Latin all four years, but I only passed three grades. Three really? years. Really? Yeah. So I was, in, I was in Latin one, Latin two, Latin two, Latin three. Really? That's uh. I mean, Latin three, my year, right? We had uh, Miss Junker, Magister oh, Junker, yeah. right? But like midway through the year, she left for a full time job at Madison Central. So, literally, for a week, 
we didn't have a teacher. We just showed up to the mobile and there was nobody. We were just like, what do we do? We had like this dude, he just put on videos. And we're like, okay. Um, but no, the first, uh, <laughs> do you remember, do you remember another joke was uh, Ubi as Draco? Because <laughs> like, Martin Weaver was Draco. Oh God. And He um, showed up in full Boba Fett costume at fucking yes. JCL and like had Nerf guns With and Nerf stuff. Guns. And I was like, what the fuck? That's not anything related to Latin. Oh my god, there's so many characters from our school that went to JCL. Like, we had range, dude. We had such range. Yeah, we, were, we were the fucking. We were the weird fucking school. Yeah. But, but everybody else was like, like Covington was like Covington was like the Latin school. They were all fucking pieces of shit assholes. Oh no, we made friends with the Covington Catholic people. Or like me and like my little niche group at JCL did. We we made friends with the girls, but we did not make yeah, friends with the guys. That's true. Yeah. There weren't many guys though, I don't think. There was a lot of hot chicks I went to that school. Um Covington just recently got national news because the the headmaster f- found one of the teachers on OnlyFans and got her fired. What? <laughs> And then I thought he got, I heard he got like in trouble because he subscribed to her. <laughs> so he, he clicked on it. He was like, hmm. Covington was also the school that had the, the like group of kids at the Capitol when the protests were going on. That was Covington Catholic. Yeah. But is that the same as Covington Latin? Oh, was Covington Latin? I think they're a completely separate school oh, shit. that literally right. prioritizes Latin. For like two years for all of their students. That's wild as fuck. Yeah, it's a crazy, crazy thought. But there, there was a lot of schools that went. There was a weird. There was like a school named like Notre Dame, like some all girls school in Kentucky that mm-hmm. had Latin. Yeah, there, there were a couple. I think we were the only one from Lexington. I want to say maybe, yeah. maybe. Catholic yeah, we were went there, but I don't, I don't remember seeing it. Catholic did go there because uh, by our senior year. Uh, we had not we had been overturned by catholic as like the bad kids because all <laughs> yeah, the because Cath- colin was the president yeah colin was the president and all the catholic kids they were like doing cocaine at jcl and like we were all just like you know calling everybody eating. yeah we were, <laughs> we were just getting at ed- we like ate edibles and you know just yeah, I yeah, remember like, fucking Mr. Gullen almost ate one of Tommy's pop brownies. Really? And Michael DeJesus is like, those aren't for you, Maggie Stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Brad Paul would be like, Maggie Stick. That, just such a great time in that class. I, it, I remember there was one day where, because um, we'd sing songs too, right? We'd play games, we'd sing songs. Yeah, dude, I still remember how to time. sing fucking All My Loving by the Beatles. In yeah. Yeah. Yeah, literally when I that's the only way I know that song, to be honest. That's the first time I heard that song and when I hear it in English, I'm like, No. No, this ain't yeah, it. Yeah, it seems wrong. Um, but there was always the uh we'd sing uh the journey song, whatever. Yep. And then <laughs> Matt Harris would always do the guitar solo. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, and one day he, he grabbed the like ruler. <laughs> and one day he grabbed the ruler and at the end of it just fucking smashed it on his feet. <laughs> oh my god, dude, like what? Him I had I had him, Ben Cooper, Thomas Burchett, James Tui, and fucking Ross Cook and um 
a Cooper Van Tatenhove, all in Mister, yeah. uh, all in Coach Torrance's class, and they all play baseball, so they were able to get away with anything. Yeah, and so fucking uh, every time Thomas Burchett would get up, they would flip his chair, and he would come back and be like, "Guys," and be like, "Oh, Burchett, you fucking loser, you got a stupid chair," and they would just relentlessly roast him. And he was like, I saw them all in fucking bells like a year and a half ago and they were still doing the same shit. Like, really? They were still like shoving him back and forth between each other, bullying the fuck out of him. And he was like, guys, a glutton for punishment. <laughs> what a great dynamic. I, like at first I was really annoyed by that crew. But then, like, they are undeniably hilarious. They are so fucking funny. So funny, Yeah, I was dude. like, God, you guys are obnoxious. And then, like, yeah. three months in, I was like, God damn, y'all are so like, fucking wait stupid. A second. It's just, every day, every day, it's just something else. Yeah, we, we got in trouble because Mr. Golan had to limit us to one chant per day because fucking Brad Paul would be like... He would just get up randomly close and be like, We are farmers! <laughs> and everybody close would be like, Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gold be like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> but yeah, um, so sophomore year, this girl named Roshni uh, came yeah. around to our lunch table and she like passed out slips and it was like Roshni Rathana for sophomore class secretary. And I look at her and I put it in my mouth and I chew it up and I eat it. <laughs> and I was like, don't you ever put any literature in front of me again. And then I put my name as a joke in the fucking running for sophomore class secretary and I win. No way. And I didn't go to a single fucking PTA <laughs> meeting and she went to all of them and she was so pissed. No I way. I mean, her and some other academy kid out of the fucking position. Wow. Didn't even, didn't even fucking utilize it. I had no idea that like student government was even a thing. I don't I think like, they did anything. Yeah, I was like, what? I was like, how do you even sign up for that? Like, what, why, what are you actually doing? Do you have time to just like campaign for yourself? Yeah, fucking Bear Block and whoever else he was running against. I, Macy yeah. Early, Bear Block and Macy Early, yeah. fucking battle of the century. <laughs> For real. I looking back on high school, like they, it was pretty like fun. I like, I, I remember sitting because we didn't have cats testing because we were seniors or some shit. Yeah, we're sitting in the auditorium, and they put on Mega Mind. What? And Jared Robinson was roasting the movie the entire time, and he was like. It's actually not a bad fucking movie. It's, like, going back and watch it, I watched it, like, a year ago. Yeah. Last, and it was pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, he was like, oh, I'm shaking in my custom baby seal leather boots. <laughs> <laughs> like, stupid ass shit like that. Um, but Jerry Robinson was like, rather than watching Megamind, I'd rather be at home with cancer. <laughs> He's like, instead of watching this stupid ass movie, I'd rather be taking a shower. And used heroin needles. <laughs> and like, what the fuck is your problem? He's like yelling this shit out in the middle of the fucking oh, auditorium. Dude. I like, yeah, we, we had that conversation yesterday. It's like a lot of people look at high school as like this super shitty time in their lives. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, it was pretty lit. I, I had a good ass time. Yeah. But also, like, at the same time, like, that was the only, because I lived out in the boonies, that was the only place where my friends were, kind of thing. True, true. But, like, you had friends, at least. I think yeah. it's tough if you don't have friends and you don't get along with, you know, the the surrounding area. Yeah, because I, I could always make friends. Like, yeah. Like, I don't think, I don't think. I think there, like, there was no, like, cliques or anything in our school. 
it, it was like the academy kids versus yeah the academy kids but even the then part. it was like there it, there was like still blending i mean they were like preppy <laughs> kids but it wasn't like the popular kids and the jocks yeah, and i would like, i would go there be like that. i mean there was like the the fucking the weird emo kids uh it was it was it was freddie hamilton it was sabrina rose it was <laughs> sam schrider ali deluca nolly palmer and I would like hang out with them in the mornings, but then I would walk to like a bunch of different groups. I would go hang out with everyone. Yeah, there's the fucking like Yu-Gi-Oh kids in the yellow hallway. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, fuck. Dude, like, do you remember uh, weird ROTC kids that never ended up joining the military? They just fucking started doing drugs. Yeah, band kids. That was my domain for most yeah. of it. I would go hang out with the band kids because most of them I'd known from like yeah. middle school being a band. Like, you should come join. There's just like. Uh, there were so many groups that, like, you're bound to fit into one of them. Because we had such a big fucking school, dude. Yeah. The incoming freshman class when we were seniors was 900. Are you serious? Yes. Dude. Our graduating class was, like, 8-something, wasn't it? It was it was 550, but we started out oh, really? with, like, 700. And we just had a shit ton of people drop out or yeah. die or move schools. Damn. Yeah, it was huge. There was, like, there was somewhere for everyone, it felt like. I mean, if you were if you were a loner in high school, like it was either on purpose or like you got you're really fucking up somewhere. <laughs> like, cause there's there's somebody out here that will be your friend. Yeah, dude. Even the weird yeah. kids are all friends. Exactly. And it wasn't even hard to be friends with like the weird kids, cause it's like they're they're weird, but it's like, uh, depending on the kid. Yeah. Cause I remember yeah. like, uh, Coach Simpson fucking he would say some shit and he'd be like and thank god for for football coming up <laughs> angelo monacano would be like actually god doesn't exist if you <laughs> like shut up dude like, like, we're just, i'm just trying to get through this fucking class yeah. and he pulled out the the fucking hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy trilogy and it was this big fucking book and some girl's like is that the bible and he's like it's my bible oh my god <laughs> it's a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy <laughs> Bro, you're in health class. Like, chill yeah, out, dude. It's not chill. that serious. Yeah, there was there was that evolution of like Naruto kids into the weird kids in high school. There were the fucking kids that would wear like the foxtails and shit. Yeah, and it was just like what uh, the fucking do, and they would like gallop around outside. Yeah, uh, I remember being outside in the courtyard. Gallop and, like, around. We, we were planning senior pranks together, like we were juniors at the time, and I was like, I'm gonna fucking. You know, I'm going to take a shit in the green hallway because the green hallways only had four people take a shit. And I like, stood up and I was like, that's not enough people right. taking a shit in the orange hallway. And I hear, sit down. And I look over and it's Miss Donovan sitting next to Monica. Yeah. <laughs> like, and the court, I was like, sorry, Miss Donovan. I don't sit down. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, we're going to come in shirtless because it doesn't say anything in the dress code yeah. about guys having to wear shirts. And we're going to like oil up and like penguin slide down the hallways. <laughs> and then... The, the next year, fucking Quinnen was our principal, the one that stole a bunch of money from the school and, like, moved to Mexico or some shit. Um, really? The one that made the tardy team. Fucking hell, stupid-ass tardy team. I wish you'd done senior benefit, dude. That shit was fun as fuck. Yeah, I was real deep in band stuff. I was, like, in it, in it. Yeah. What, you were doing ba- jazz band and fucking... Well, it was, like, jazz band, regular band, marching band. Then in the fall, or in the spring, it was indoor marching band, which was, like, a totally new thing. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, like, we had to go to Bryan Station to do it, so. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, dude, Senior Benefit was fun as fuck. Because uh, it, was, it was me, it was Jared, uh, Chris Reese was there, and, like, Jonathan Todd. <laughs> fucking, like, 
a bunch of other like Elijah Gibbs, Cameron Robinson. It was like some funny ass people there. It was yeah. Just, like we just like fucked around with skits, and then I remember Stormy Shelton sucked at singing, but they just let her. They were like, you know what, we need acts. Like she can go on and sing if she wants to. And I was like, y'all, no, she can't sing. Like, no, don't be mean. <laughs> And then she went in front of the entire school, and everybody started laughing at her. Oh God! And I was like, "This is what this is what happens." Yeah. Y'all, y'all told me not to be mean, and now like somebody that can't sing is singing in front of the entire school. That's one of those things, though. It's a good lesson that you should probably learn in that context. Like, because if someone just tells you no, then you're just gonna be resentful and like. But, like, you go out there and really figure it out. It's like, oh, wait, shit, I suck at this. Then hopefully you go back and really try and, you know, get better. Yeah. But what what a tragedy, though. That's tough. I, at least you're a senior at that point. You're about to leave. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. I, think, I don't want to say it. Yeah, because it was right before prom. So it was, we had our prom on fucking 420, and they were breathalyzing people as we went in the door. What a bunch of fucking assholes. Prom was dumb. I, I fucking, yeah. I went with some girl that's now has a kid with a backyard wrestler. And it was just like, I don't know, I shouldn't have taken her. I should have gone by myself and like hung out with my friends and like yeah. just, just like done dumb shit. But I was too busy, like worried about her being happy and having a good time. And she wasn't. And I was like, okay, well. Yeah. Well, I mean, like prom is also very much a high school girl thing that they just want to yeah. do. So like, it's not for guys. Like. What do what do guys do in high school? We just got fucked up. Dude, me shit. and Jared just got got together and got fucked up. And Mario and just I don't know, did ignorant shit. Uh, so it was a fun thing to do. Did you ever meet Chaz Black? Maybe. Okay, so he um he stole my iPod in gym class. Yeah. And then he ended up <clears throat> he ended up dying that night. What? So he, um, the, the word was that he pawned my iPod, used it for money to get into a game of dice, lost the game of dice, tried to get his money back and then got shot. What? And people were telling me and they're like, did you hear Chaz died? Yeah. And I thought they were talking about Chaz Foster. Yeah. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. No. Chaz was like one of my really good friends. Yeah. I can't believe, I can't believe Chaz is dead. Yeah. And then I saw him, and I was like, I thought you were dead. And he's like, no, 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 other Chaz. And I was like, other Chaz? He's like the one that stole your iPod. And I was like, he stole my iPod. Wait, hey, wait a second. <laughs> what the fuck? Now that Good, you mentioned it. Like, yeah. Like, if he didn't steal my iPod, he wouldn't have money to play the the dice game. Didn't play the dice game. He wouldn't have died. So, indirectly, you know, I killed him. Yeah. This is kind of your <laughs> fault, Danny. my fault, dude. Right? If you just put your iPod in your, yeah, in your dude, pants. Yeah, dude, I should have just fucking taken it with me. Yeah. Damn, dude. What are you going to do? My murderer. Old-blooded killer, even before he joined the Marines. <laughs> Fucking, Damn. my KD's off the chart. Oh, yeah, one oh, just impossible <laughs> out of here. Wow. No, I, I really, I look back on those times very fondly, because there, there's always just something happening. I think that school, too, like, just the way it's set up, uh, or the way it's segregated, uh, is interesting, because, like, there's there are obvious tiers of because there's like the regular classes and there's like the advanced classes then there was academy AP and yeah so there's just like this whole conglomerate of different tiers yeah i remember i would take like ap english and ap us history and then i would take general science because like and general math yeah that it was hard but they just expected less of me and it was easy to sleep like i had strohmeyer and he would 
Yeah. Strohmeyer was so weird. So I get in there, I get transferred from Mr. Ratliff's advanced chemistry to Strohmeyer's regular chemistry. Yeah. And Strohmeyer would always say good good evening in the morning and good morning in the evening. <laughs> he was fucking weird. Like, and then one time, one day, he was like, good morning, and it was morning. He was like, oh, I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, good evening. And, just kidding. Uh, there's this guy that was next to me, and he goes, hey, you want to see something? And I was like, sure. And he's like, he points to a lamp with a light bulb in it. And he goes, I took that light bulb yesterday. He replaced it. <laughs> Every time I take it, he just replaces it. He never says anything. He opens up his backpack and there's a bag of like seven <laughs> light bulbs in his backpack. What the fuck? He's like, why, dude? He's like, I just want him to. I just want him to say something. I just want his today. attention. <laughs> what the fuck? And then Strohmeyer was like, "We didn't put on. We didn't put masks on, gloves on, or aprons on." And he was like, "I I know if you, I have the those." I, if I have you all put all those on, you're going to be less safe with the chemicals. So mm. you're going to be, you're going to be <laughs> like reckless with the chemicals. So if you do it like this, you're going to be careful with them. And it was a general bio, it was a gym, yeah, general no chemistry way. class. And we were flicking them across the room at each other. Right. Like, ha you got cancer. Right. <laughs> like fucking it's hydrochloric acid. Fucking mesophilioma yeah. in fucking six years. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. So he didn't have you wear protective equipment? No, he got, he got fired shortly after for commenting on some girl's thong. Dude, yeah, just... Yeah. Weird I, guy, dude. Just he had, chill. He had a mustache, and it had gone white on the edges, So, but it was still, like, gray-black on the inside. Oh, so my he, God. So it looked like he just had a Hitler mustache. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had, I've never heard of this guy in my life. You've never heard of Mr. No. Stromar? I had Mr. Bailey, and he was the shit. Uh, yeah, there was just... It, I, I think public school is really important. I think public school teaches you about the world. Uh, because, like, the education part of it is like, eh, private school is probably way better. But, like, it's, you get... It's confer- more about learning how to interact with people. Learning how to figure out how to get past, like, the th- three just like most biggest black girls in the hallway that are just clogging the lane like you gotta get you gotta get the the football players would all like grab grab each other and form a conga line and then like like as soon as the bell would ring right push through the cafeteria and just like snake their way through the hallways and like push everybody out the way um i started like a coping mechanism i would punch random kids on the shoulder (laughs) like hey man what's up and they're like hey uh i don't don't (laughs) yeah who are you yeah like and by that time I'd be gone, like, yeah. like because the traffic would just move in the hallway. I just oh, dude, there's so, so much. So I could just punch people with no, yeah. no repercussions. There's like, but like, there's situations <laughs> where you're literally just like, I got to figure out how to get around this, and it's yeah. like, you got to either voice it, like vocalize it, or you got to like, just push back, push I, through it. You got to offend some people. So, um, I used to go, I used to go to champs one summer. I went, I went to champs like three or four times a week because uh my neighbor uh went all the time and his mom would be like you want to come I'm like, yes dude let me let me go champs let me fucking listen to akon and fucking <laughs> right. i don't have those channels on the radio i'll right. listen to 98 one the bull this is new music yeah. <laughs> and so i would fucking uh skate through and i would get super annoyed this is before champs set up at um across from the mall this is yeah. like back at the old location. oh i know what you're talking about and 
so these girls would all hold hands and they would form a massive like daisy yeah. chain and they would block the way right and i was a little kid at the time i think it was like 50 pounds in third grade or something and i'm like you know what fuck this dude so i skate really fast and then i tuck down into a ball and i'd skate underneath two of them holding hands i'd skate underneath their hands and then i pop my fucking skates out so the two girls that i was right in front of would trip over my skates <laughs> And then they would drag everybody down. <laughs> and so, like, they all fucking, like, fell down. And then everybody behind them, like, crashed in or, like, Damn. tried to jump over. And I was like, oh. Whoops. Yeah, that's way worse. And <laughs> I was just trying to teach them a lesson. Not do, you remember, uh, do you remember Eric the Dean? He was, like, uh, he was the lacrosse team manager. Um, but he was, like, special ed kind of guy. But, like, he was he's very, you know, all there. Like, he's just uh has like a learning disability uh, but he's a big dude like he's a big guy he's like just just as tall as me but like he's like a big dude um man he he would have like Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments and shit yeah, and we would all turn we'd all turn out the whole lacrosse team would turn out for his <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh fans we'd be like let's go Eric and but he he was just a super nice awesome dude to this day he still every every single year posts on my wall happy early birthday like posts a day before my birthday every year ever since i've known him the most consistent thing <laughs> in my life the one truism in my life is that eric the dean's gonna post happy early birthday on january 20th every year um but he did this thing where he he ran to class like he ran and he's a big guy yeah. and like he did not like stop for anybody you always wear like striped polos yeah yeah and like he ran ran he was so serious about getting the class on time oh yes dude he, he had his little backpack on and he would yeah. just fucking sprint down yeah he had the power rangers backpack because he loved power rangers and he would just sprint to class it's his most intimidating thing you like everybody's out of his way it's like oh shit there's eric like <laughs> <laughs> just this bulldozer of a man just running through like I, I can't it's so interesting you never get that kind of experience ever again after high school just being with a bunch of people just figuring it out in no, this dude, little institution like everybody's just fucking like fighting for their lives and yeah shit and just being like weird as fuck um i remember i um seventh grade dude seventh grade me was a giant piece of shit um Mm-hmm. Devin Bono and I had this bit where he looked like a grown ass man in seventh grade because he had like a full beard and he was like six one yeah and like matured super fast and everything and so he pretended to be my adult handler <laughs> and I pretended to be special needs <laughs> and we did this on all the field trips so we could oh get away with God. it and one time it, we went to Chicago for a night at the museum <laughs> field trip yeah and so we were there and we went inside <laughs> the giant human heart and it was just like me him and like some kids for some other schools and I was like I was like dragging my face along the, the wall and everything and I was just being a fucking nuisance and the, the tour guide's explaining about the human heart, and this is what blood vessels are, and, like, blood would be about this big in the human body, and I just go, ah! <laughs> she turns and looks at me, and I point to the wall, and I go, and I point at a word, and I, I, like, underline it with my finger, I go, disability? <laughs> and she's like, oh, oh, oh my god. And Devin's re- like, yeah, buddy, that's right, that's you. <laughs> she's mortified oh by this god. conversation damn 
Dude, some of the shit that used to fly back in the day that, oh, that yeah, would yeah. now would just be oh, oh, unethical. As yeah, all, okay. completely not cool. But I mean that we I never once even thought about the kind of shit. Do you know how much growing up with Mario? Do you know how much racist shit I've said to Mario about being a Mexican? <laughs> like at the height of Carlos Mencia, Mind of Mencia on TV, yeah, and just like he's like like the Mexican Dave Chappelle essentially at that point. Like, just every beaner, wetback, like, bricklayer <laughs> joke you could ever imagine just hurled at him. And then, like, also just Asian jokes at me. Just constant, constant just racism. Rampant. Just in it. I never once thought about it. My buddy, my buddy, when, uh, <laughs> what? People call him Gook. Really? And he'd be like, whoa, that's a hard K you're putting yeah. on me. You better, you better ease that whoa, up. Whoa, hold up. Not with the hard yelling, I'm saying some shit right. right now. You gotta, you gotta give it a soft C. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's just it, it wasn't even like a a thought. It's probably because my, our minds were tainted by like South Park and bad TV. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, dude. I remember. I remember. I didn't watch South Park, but I I heard a recording of it on. Um, this kid Ryan, it wasn't it wasn't Laser, it wasn't Wilder, it was um, he ended up shredding guitar for senior benefit. I can't uh, short Asian kid, really long hair. I can't remember his fucking last name for the life of me, but he um, let me listen to his headphones because on his iPod he had like the Terrence and Philip skit from yeah. South Park. Right. It was like we are on the way to the Renaissance Fair, and I was like, "Why did you call me a pig factor?" And he's like, "You fuck pigs." And so this guy I was friends with, I was on the phone, like, and I was like, "Oh my god, dude, it was the funniest fucking thing," and I heard like beep beep beep, and I was like, "What was that?" He's like, "I don't know." I was like, "Okay," and I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Why did you call me a pig factor? Why did you fuck pigs?" And then I hear Daniel, I need you to hang up the phone and come downstairs oh god my mom had picked up the phone to call someone yeah and she heard me talking and didn't say shit and just decided to listen to the worst possible part oh of the damn and did um, your parents not like were they pretty strict or like did they just oh my parents were super fucking strict really they just didn't fuck around at all no my mom's uh my mom's parents were missionaries in china and southeast asia for about 35 years she was born and raised in hong kong really yeah so she she i don't know if she still speaks fluent cantonese because she hasn't used it in a while but she used to yeah um uh and then my dad's family is all southern baptist so it's like it's really super fucking strict yeah. wow so uh his so my mom and her family never drank because they're like Methodists and fucking like yeah don't drink don't fucking do drugs all this shit my dad's family my dad's mom's brother inherited 75 percent of the family's land because he was the oldest and then he ended up selling it off for booze money and then he burnt down the house with his wife inside oh yikes and so none of them drink yeah and so like i hadn't i didn't i didn't drink in high school i didn't drink and like when i started the marine corps i i only started drinking when i found out i was i was going overseas yeah huh i feel like you i mean you you seem to have figured it out yeah like in terms yeah, of mean, like i've done lsd mushrooms weed alcohol and then um i would like to do dmt 
Yeah. It's it's super difficult to find right now. Yeah. Um, unless you go to like Church Ayahuasca, which can legally have it. Uh, but uh, have you have you done DMT? Oh, you want to hear a crazy story about that? I would love it. Okay, so at the condo, right? Um, plenty of drugs went through that place, and just like people were selling out of there, all this stuff. Anyways, ended up with a ton of DMT, like three grams of it, which is like oh, it's like yeah. thirty full blast off kind of doses of it and uh so you know we're just there it's me and my friend derek that made in music school still one of my good friends today and um it was just like well i mean it's here it's a weekend like what are we gonna do i was like i don't know man it's a pretty hefty thing and it's like all right let's just flip a coin for it i was like cool cool flip it that's that's how we're gonna determine this I flip it, tails. I was like, all right, well. And he flips it, heads. All right, so he goes for it. He does it. The, like, the first person to do it, did it like, I mean, had the experience that, you know, you'd want to get yeah. out of it. Um, sandwich it in between this giant bowl, right? Just like weed, DMT weed. And he just rips the whole thing. Just KOs for about 30 minutes. He's gone. He literally, he comes back to... And he, <laughs> the way he explained is that, like, he went on just, like, a, a whole weekend-long trip and then came back. And then instead of sitting back into his body, it's like he sat right next to himself and then came to. So he felt like everything was just off just by, like, degrees. And then, I mean, honestly, I don't think Derek's been the same since, right? Regardless of that, the next nine days straight, right? I'm just like, it was there the whole time, right? And I was like, well, I guess I'll just keep flipping, you know? <laughs> Might as well, like, roll the dice on this one. Yeah. And for nine days straight, I flipped tails with Derek as a witness right there. And that sufficiently freaked me out enough. <laughs> I was like, dude, I don't know if I can ever. Like, if, when I come back to it, it's got to be a coin flip. And, like, if it's tails again, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm like, not going to, I don't know. Yeah, that's, it's psyching me I'm, out I'm really hard kind of thing right it's like maybe i'm really not ready you know maybe derek was ready at that <laughs> point somehow more ready than i was but yeah i just i think eventually it'd be nice to do but I'd, it's one of those things where like you know once you start experimenting with drugs and stuff and you do them and like they're awesome and new and like it's a great new thing that you get to experience um and then every time you do it after that it's just not as good it's not as like revealing or like you kind of get used to it a little bit so so i i actually read the spirit molecule book yeah watched the documentary and everything so this guy in the 90s was studying melatonin production yeah. right melatonin is produced in the the pineal gland yeah uh, it's about this the, the about as big as the tip of your pinky right um and it's the only part of the brain that doesn't have two hemispheres. It's just by itself. Yeah. It's surrounded by the amygdala and beyond that, the hippocampus. It's, it's kind of like your, the amygdala is like your processing unit allows you to, to mentally overcome things and move past things. Yeah. Um, and like deal with trauma and stuff like that. When you actually get PTSD, it physically shrinks it. It damages the amygdala. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's a whole nother, uh, a whole nother discussion. So, was this uh was studying melatonin production for two years which is in the pineal gland um melatonin is a hormone that that helps you sleep if if you don't know right um, but 
he found out that not only does the pineal gland produce melatonin, the, the sleep-causing hormone, but it also produces DMT. Yeah. It produces DMT when you're born. It produces DMT in very near-death experiences. It produces DMT uh, at very high levels of meditation. Yeah. And it produces DMT when you die. Yeah. That's that white light that everybody sees that is the massive come up for a, a the, the biggest psychedelic trip they're about to take of their life yeah so uh and actually people that have done dmt have gone to those high levels of meditation and people that meditate have smoked have gone uh, people that have gone to the high levels of meditation have smoked dmt and they say the same thing mm-hmm. everybody that smokes dmt especially a high amount they say they say the same thing they go and they see an un- a mysterious entity in the sky whether it looks like an angel or it looks like a woman uh, yeah but they all have to go through a door before that and they start seeing everything everybody sees the same thing every and, and a lot of it's like fractally too yeah. is so, what i noticed so the guy's thought process is the guy that's studying uh, the pineal gland and the um uh dmt and everything his thought process is that dmt is the spirit molecule and it is your connection to yeah the, to the afterlife kind right. of thing because um also the pineal gland forms 49 days after conception hmm. so that's the same time when your sexual organs produce uh are, are are formed and that's exactly when buddhists believe that reincarnation happens hmm. at exactly the end of seven weeks at 49 days they believe that's when the soul enters the body and that's the same as when the pineal gland forms and yeah. when you figure out if you're a boy or a girl kind of thing also um the the chakra point the last chakra point which is uh i, I want to say it's the soul or the spirit where that's located on the body is right here yeah which if you go back it's it's right it's like the third eye and yeah if you yeah. go back it's exactly like there's a straight line from there to the pineal gland really so it yeah so he was studying all that and he was like this is crazy i'm right. seeing a connection here here and here yeah so i think that your pineal gland is activated its form to to accept the soul and then when you die that's when a dmt trip takes your soul out of the body before 49 days passes after conception you're just a physical vessel it's after that point when the pineal gland forms that you become a spiritual being that possesses a soul. Yeah. So I had a lot of thoughts about that and I was like super interested and I'm actually reading a book about like sleep and everything right now. So they still don't know why we sleep. Right. Yeah. So psychologists have no fucking clue. There's they just know that when you there. don't, it's really bad. If you don't sleep for long enough, you will die. Yeah. So my thought process is because it's not uh, you don't sleep because you're tired right um if your body needed to rest you could you could just lay down and rest yeah you could you could be stationary and rest um and it's not for your mind to rest because the best sleep of your life is rim it's rapid eye movement it's Mm -hmm. when your brain is moving as fast as possible and you're you're comprehending a bunch of stuff from earlier that day or you're having dreams right um so well it's it's like that's not like the best sleep it depends on what you mean by best sleep the the most rested that you will feel is when you have reached rim if you like if you go if you pass out drunk you're not gonna hit rim yeah um and you're gonna wake up you're gonna wake up still feeling like shit 
But you can still get it like physically you, though is where deep sleep. You can sleep, be physically re- rested, yeah, so like, but you're not like mentally rested kind of thing. You still feel groggy in the morning. The the out of the levels of sleep that there is, rim is like, the, the deepest well, level of sleep you can go into. It's not the deepest level because there's light sleep, there's deep sleep, and there's REM sleep. And light sleep is where that's like where your your mind rests. Deep sleep is kind of like where your body rests. That they know that because it's like the hormones released in your in your brain as you are sleeping they can you know monitor what that is deep sleep that's why like athletes get a lot of deep sleep because their body is like recovering and like their brain knows to put them into that point to like rest and recover and repair their body whereas REM sleep is really anomalous because the brainwave patterns right we're not like I can't remember if it's alpha or beta I think alpha waves are light sleep and beta waves are deep sleep and whatever the waves in REM sleep are just off the charts. But people think that's more of like a, uh, that's a part of like your unconscious trying to be processed into, you know, some sort of understandable form in the way of dreams. And that's like where, you know, dream theory and shit comes in is that like your unconscious mind notices everything and tries to make sense of like what, you know you're experiencing how you're feeling about certain things but in a cryptic way that just like is weirdly common among other people though like dreams are pretty common so it says um stage stage three and four are deep sleep right stage five is REM sleep which is essential to re-energizing your mind um REM is associated with dreaming memory consolidation learning and problem solving right um uh, brain activity is high. Vivid dreams may occur. Body becomes immobile to stop you from acting out dreams. Um, yeah, you literally get paralyzed at that point. Yeah. Um, uh, so, my thought process is the same part of your body that creates DMT is yeah. also the part of your body that produces the hormones that put you to sleep. Yeah. So, my theory is the reason that if you don't get enough sleep you die mm-hmm. is because sleep is your recharge it's your plugging in your your power cord your battery to the to the spirit realm oh yeah and that that is recharging your your soul yeah in a way right so like you wake up and you're you're recharged kind of thing you can go through your day because if it was just physical or mental you could just rest yeah kind of thing you wouldn't need to have to sleep but if right. you don't sleep enough you die but yeah but also people can survive off of very little sleep too but the the less sleep that you get the more your your basic functions are impaired yeah that's why like because well, i i used to um there was a time when i was out doing a, a, a exercise out on the on the west coast and we were getting we were working like 21 hour days for for weeks um we were actually drinking uh pre-workout like three times a day just to stay up like jesus christ it was it was a fucking nightmare yeah and i remember i remember one night i was trying to get into the gate and i was like why is the gate locked to the compound where we were working yeah and i was like why am i at the gate and i looked down and i'm only in my boxers I have no shoes, no socks, no phone, no wallet, <laughs> no keys, no room key, yeah. nothing, dude. I have my boxers and that's it. And I'm like, where the fuck are my clothes? Right. And I see lights come up in the distance and I think, holy shit, they're going to think I'm some crackhead. Yeah. I've been fucking 
grabbing on the gate for God, God knows how long. Yeah. And, I, you know, I got a fucking, I ran so fucking fast. I, yeah. Fastest I've ever gone in my life. <laughs> and I sprinted back to the room and I was like pounding the doors. Marshall, you got to open up. You got to right. open the fucking door, dude. I got I to gotta, I gotta get in the room. And he opens up the door. He's like, what the fuck are you doing outside? And I was like, I don't know. And he goes, this is the second time tonight. Really? So there's a whole fucking Whoa. adventure that I went on that I yeah. have no fucking clue what happened. Wow. You're a sleepwalker? I wasn't. Yeah. Do you think it's like a new thing? Are you sure? I, I think it was just at that point where I wasn't getting enough sleep. So oh. actually, um, caffeine's half-life is five to seven hours. Yeah. So that means it doesn't leave your system. Half of it doesn't leave your system. Right till five to seven hours from when you ingest it yeah so i wasn't being able to get into the 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 deep sleep i wasn't able to get like body immobilization yeah because i had kept drinking caffeine like right because um there's a uh there's another sleep hormone uh it starts with an a i'm reading about it today Uh, i can't remember what the fuck it's called but it's um the way the guy described it it's like it's like water and caffeine is a dam so you can put it up you can you can uh um you can dam up the the river or whatever yeah but eventually when that caffeine erodes you are still gonna have all that uh sleep hormone yeah that is that has been building up all day it's still there that's when you run out of like caffeine right when when the effect stops happening you feel way more tired yeah than when you were before you first had it yeah so it's just it's just super crazy dude especially when it comes to sleep too yeah because i got some level caffeine is it's literally just competing with other other hormones for that certain whatever receptor so it's like the more concentrated it is it's just gonna block out everything else but like at some point like you said it's gonna it's gonna happen right that it's already backed up so they did uh they did some studies and they found out that kids don't get hyped up at birthday parties from sugar mm-hmm. they don't get a sugar rush um they get hyped up because of the environment yeah and because of the caffeine so it literally yeah. has nothing to do with sugar it's just about like the well also it has something to do with sugar too well they, they said they they like swapped out stuff for like sugar-free stuff and they would get the same effects like their brains would yeah. be the same fucking way uh yeah yeah Especially in that social environment. Yeah. Depends on, like, how big a birthday, too. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Because more kids, for sure. You just get hype. But then, like, everything just compounds. And you're just fucking out here eating, drinking, running, <laughs> puking, just having a grand old time. Causing, causing some shit, dude. Did right. you ever go to the stadium before it got shut down? Yes. Before it became a mega church. Yeah. Dude, that place was awesome. Sick as fuck. Uh, Chaz told me he thinks his mom is the one that got it shut down. (laughs) Really? Complained about something to the news. No way. Yeah. Man, there was like a bowling alley. There was laser tag. There was like a a rock climbing wall. Fucking obstacle course through there. Yeah. Sick as fuck. Arcade, all that. Yeah, dude, that place was awesome. I was so upset when they tore that down. Like, why would you do? You know, they they built a new entertainment center, right next to Rep Arena really yeah but i think it's more more like a like a giant sports bar essentially it's a david busters yeah but i don't know if there's like games or anything i think it's like literally you go normally, normally david busters has has games that's like the it's whole not video. a david buster oh, so okay. like it's just like a entertainment complex sure. yeah all right well bud it's been a good time but i gotta uh, yeah i got a final tomorrow i gotta take oh for real 
Yeah. Dude, we're literally approaching three hours right here. Yeah, man. These can just go. It's like, <laughs> it can just happen. I yeah, swear. It's really easy. And like, yeah, who knows? Somebody might listen to it. Somebody might not. But like, we were going to have this conversation regardless. Yeah. You know, yeah, might as well record it. Record. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. Thanks for coming around, man. Yeah, dude. It was a good time. I want to thank you all with you uh, some other time. Yeah.